and made their getaway in a dark blue Audi audio with false 52 registration plates, which was driven by another man. The Chancellor, George Osborne, is warning that 2014 will be a year of hard truths with further significant cuts to public spending. More details from our political correspondent, Carol Walker. In his speech today, he'll say that painful cuts have reduced the deficit by a third, but he'll point out we are still borrowing £100 billion a year and paying half that amount in annual interest on our debts. The Chancellor will, though, please many in his party by saying that permanently cutting spending is the way to permanently cut taxes. Robbers have gone on a spree in East Hertfordshire, raiding around 15 vehicles for jewellery, sat-navs, audio equipment, cash, sunglasses and golf equipment. Between Saturday afternoon and early Sunday morning, they got into cars and vans in Great Amwell and Ware, some of which have been left unlocked by their owners. The robbers climbed over walls or forced their way through locked gates to get to some vehicles parked on driveways. NHS officials say they still don't know when the new Wolverton Health Centre will open. The brand new building was due to be completed and ready for patients last November. The Agnew reports. The new health centre has been subject to continual delays, the latest relating to problems with a lift at the facility. NHS England says legal guidelines and building regulations must be met before the move can be completed. In the meantime, the new building stands empty while patients are forced to use a decommissioned building with a leaky roof and no heating. In sport, England cricket coach Andy Flower says he'll continue in the role he took over in 2009 despite losing 5-0 to Australia in the Winter Ashes series. Flower says the defeat marks the end of an era for the current side. The weather, windy with sunshine and scattered blustery showers, some of them heavy with a chance of hail and thunder this afternoon, a high of 10 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. a second how is the 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 health center is it wolverton how is that not open yet for goodness sakes i remember speaking to some woman who said oh it's gonna be open in a couple of days that was months ago morning this is ian lee bbc three counties radio oh you want a tea bag yeah look. there we go thank you very much cheers Getting the priorities sorted out here. Uh, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Three minutes past six. It's Monday, the whatever it is of January. Who really cares? Coming up, bus stations, bus passes and Buster Rhymes. One of those is not true. I'll let you guess which one it is. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a phone call, 08459 455. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got, um, Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. Bonjour. Um, uh, oh, you, you've turned French over Christmas. Oui. Um, I've got a numb mouth. It's Have reminded you? me of the olden days. Have yes, you I've, been squirting that stuff in it? I've squirted this on the, I've got a bit of a sore throat, don't worry, I'm not taking any time off yet. Just squirted this at the back of my throat, but it's hit my tongue, yeah. it's hit the, the dingle dangles at the back, it's hit everything. I know, it's, um, reminded me of 1999. It's very, uh... How is Wolverton Health Centre not open yet? I'm looking as though it's your fault. Um, no, it wasn't my fault. Maybe if I'd been more involved in it, uh, you know, if I'd pulled my weight, we would have we, sorted out. We spoke to some woman in November. Mm-hmm. Who, who said, even if we have to bring our own chairs. Yeah, it'll be open on Monday. It will definitely be open on Monday. Uh, it, it, it's 2014 now. Can we get someone on either today or tomorrow to tell us? We most certainly can. We're the BBC, for goodness sakes. 
Let's get someone on and explain what the hell... I drove past it with Paul Scoynes, of all people, and he went, there's the uh, health centre that's not open yet. It's ridiculous. Madness. We'll get it sorted out this week. Sorry, I've got very no mouth. Let's try. I might start thinking a bit like this. <laughs> My tongue's going to swell. Now, it's been a long time coming, but tired, smelly old Bedford bus station is about to get a revamp. Over the years, there have been various plans to bring in the bulldozers, but they've all failed for one reason or another. Well, good news. It looks as if the place will get its £9 million makeover. My producer, Catherine Boyle, she wrote that, joins me in the studio. This, this has been a long time coming, hasn't it? Has, it has, and like a lot of towns, this is the sort of thing that people complain about. They say that it's the eyesore, the thing that lets the town down. The last time this bus station had any serious money spent on it was back in the 1960s. 1966, to be precise. So, it's grey, it's grubby, it's smelly in places. It smells you know like wee-wee, yeah. yeah. They exactly. do, don't they? It's seen better days. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that it's also the first thing that many visitors to Bedford will see. If you come in on your bus, you get uh, off feeling a bit crumpled and tired. And I'm afraid what you step into is only going to make you feel worse. Um, and there are some really beautiful parts of Bedford. I used to live there. Where I used to live wasn't one of them, but it was. A, you know, there are really some lovely areas. But yes. I'm afraid the first impression you get from the bus station isn't that. And councillors from successive administrations have pointed that out and tried to give it a facelift. Now, one of them was Labour councillor Shan Hunt. She worked on the plans as part of the town centre management committee some years ago, and she told us it didn't help that the mayor at the time, who was Frank Branston, was not in favour. I don't think the mayor, when Frank was first elected, I don't think he was happy with the plans. Uh, and obviously a directly elected mayor has some um, extreme power. And um, so things were put on hold. And then there was a court case and then things went awry and then the economy turned down. And so, you know, from the time Frank got elected till sort of 2008, 2009, um, it, it was a, all the plans had fallen apart. I hate it when things go awry. It's just the worst, isn't it? What does this redevelopment involve? We know we were saying it's a £9 million redevelopment. That's not quite true. Oh. It's an £8.8 million mm. development, but what's a few thousand between friends? Um, it involves demolishing and replacing the existing bus station and improving the surrounding area and bringing in new shop fronts. Again, there's a parade of shops around it. No fault of the people who own them or run them. It just looks grubby. It's tatty, isn't it? Um, work will begin shortly with anticipated completion date for the new bus station before the end of 2014. This hey. is the thing they've said. They reckon about 40 weeks. OK. In addition, the public loos have been completely refurbished. You can only imagine what they're like. <laughs> and work on a brand new surface car park on Greyfriars is almost complete. 142 new parking yes. spaces to be provided. Also, there's going to be major refurbishment work on All Hallows multi-storey car park. Again, it has that smell about it there. Yep. It's also continuing. It's expected to be completed by summer of this year. With the greatest of respect, we've all done a wee-wee in a car park, haven't we? Uh, no. N- no? I don't think it's a woman thing to do, unless I... you're very desperate. Well, that, let's ask Kelly Bates. Kelly Bates, have you done a wee-wee in a car park? Yeah, probably. Okay. The latest... You get into the lift, don't you? You breathe through your mouth because you don't want to... Oh, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't <gasps> do it in a lift. Oh, some people do. This latest uh, redevelopment, very much a watered-down version of the original plan, though, isn't it? Yeah, I've been working here for longer than I care to remember, <laughs> and this has been bubbling away the whole time. Some of the previous plans were quite radical as well. They were talking about knocking down the police station at Greyfriars, moving the road system, turfing businesses out of the parade of shops that sits around the bus station. I even remember them talking about making people leave their homes in flats surrounding uh, that area. Shan Hunt, who we spoke to earlier on, says it would have been a huge revamp. It was about moving Debenhams, it was about moving roads, knocking the police station down. I mean, I think we were talking about a six or seven year build altogether. Um, this will be done fairly quickly. Um, 
and it will make the place feel actually masses, masses better and much more welcoming. And I think it will give a boost for the shops as well. Well, I hope the plans don't go awry. What is Bedford Borough Council saying officially? Well, the Mayor, Dave Hodgson, as you know, he's really trying to get the life back into Bedford. It's yep. one of those high streets where there's a lot of will to win, but unfortunately the trade is it has been dying off over successive years. He's actually introduced a scheme on a, a Sunday um, where you can get free parking for a limited yep. period to try and just Good few days. Well done. back in. So he's describing this demolition and rebuilding of the bus station as a pipe dream for decades, which can now finally be realised. And for far too long, he says, the bus station's been letting the town centre down, and that's why he's worked to put the funding together in defiance of the economic climate to make it happen for Bedford. This work, as I say, is supposed to take 40 weeks. It should finish before Christmas 2014. We will, of course, keep an eye on it. Never done a way in a car park? No, I haven't had that pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. So can, you, can I leave it to you to get someone from Wolverton Health Centre on done. this morning? Really? Done. How about, mm, about 10 to? That'd be awesome. Lovely. Let's find out exactly what's going on with that fast. Plans have certainly gone awry there. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. If you're feeling sad and lonely There's a service I can render Tell the one who loves you only I can be so warm and tender Call me, don't be afraid you can you call me, tell me and I'll be around. If it seems your friends desert you, there's somebody thinking of you. I'm the one who never hurt you. Maybe it's because I love you. Call me, don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but you call me. Tell me and I'll be around Now don't forget me Cause if you let me I will always stay by you You gotta trust me That's how it must be There's so much that I can do If you call I'll be right with you You and I should be together Take this love I long to give you I'll be at your side forever Call me, don't be afraid you can call me Maybe it's late but you call me Tell me and I'll be around Cause if you let me, I will always stay by you You gotta trust me, that's how it must be There's so much that I can do If you call, I'll be right with you You and I should be together 
this love I long to give you I'll be at your side forever Call me, don't be afraid you can call me Maybe it's late but just call me Tell me and I'll be around Speaking of music, have either of, I'm really late on this one. I'm really late to this one. But have either of you seen the um, Searching for Sugarman, Sugarman film? No. Oh man, it's been it's a documentary. Oh, not another one of those. No, no, no. It's a good one. There's no there's nobody with mental illness in there at all. It's really good. It's about this. Um, have you seen it, Kelly Betts? Sorry, what? Searching for Sugarman. No. Oh, it's brilliant! It's such a good film. It made me—I was in tears. It's um, um, about this guy that recorded two albums in 1969 in America. Yep. He sold no copies of it whatsoever. About six copies, okay. But for some bizarre reason, <coughs> bless you. Thanks. But for some bizarre reason, he became huge in South Africa. Oh. Okay, and he sold like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of records in South Africa, but he never knew about it. Then in the mid-90s, this music journalist in South Africa is trying to find out, this guy's called Rodriguez, trying to find out what happened to Rodriguez, how he died, um, you know, where, where he, what happened to him, his life and stuff like this. Is he still, in, still telling this? Carry on. Quite long. What? So they never found him? No! They found him! Oh, good. You've no, jumped I need to watch it now. <laughs> but there. So he's just gone back. Pretend I haven't told you that bit. He's become a woman. What, what's happened? So they, he's, uh, this journalist is on the phone to a guy that worked with him and he's going, before I go, just let me know how did Rodriguez die? He's still alive. You got it. And he was on the phone to him. No, he wasn't. Oh. But then he met up with Rodriguez, took him over to South Africa, where he plays to like 6,000 people. Oh. Oh, I bet that was moving. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wowzers. Oh, it's the travel, isn't it? I've got no all over the place. I've had two weeks off, Alice, and I've got no idea what's happening. Would you have you seen Searching for Sugar Man? I haven't. I haven't even heard of it, actually. What, what happens is right. There's this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll tell you later. Let's have the travel, shall we? On the N25 anti-clockwise, we have a lane closed at the moment between 23 for South Mims and 22 for London Colney. That's for barrier repairs. And in Radwell, both of the bridges over the River at Great Ouse in Felversham and Harold are both closed at the moment. That's after flooding. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, 6.16. It's Monday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford is to finally get a new bus station after years of false starts and delays. The Chancellor's to warn today that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. In sport, England cricket coach Andy Flower says he'll stay in the job, yeah, he reckons, despite losing 5-0 to Australia in the Winter Ashes series. The weather, windy and wet. Coming up, Jay Dizzle. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, 
You've missed things like this. The next hour, I'll be taking you on the journey of one Bedfordshire Charities Challenge to form a choir in only eight weeks. But there is a way you can hear it all again. It's going to be quite difficult and we're not really going to know until we see, I guess. Go to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and click on listen again. Amy, you did it. You sang your solo and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. (laughs) Singing for chums. bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Supremes be rude not to. Now, the Prime Minister is sticking his neck out when it comes to protecting free bus passes and TV licences for the elderly. He says he has to do what's right for people who've worked all their lives. But the Chancellor is warning that sooner or later this will be unsustainable and that uh, elderly people being guaranteed a free bus pass or a free TV licence. Well, it will just have to end. What do you think about this? We've talked about this before, and I think it's one of those things. It, it, if we keep the free bus passes and the free TV licences, it certainly has to be means-tested at the very least, doesn't it? We can't give them away to everybody. Just because you survived 65 years on this godforsaken planet, you get the, the chance to watch TV for free, and you get to go on a bus for free... 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Give us a call on that. We did try and get uh, Robert Peston or, or Nick Robinson on the show this morning. Unfortunately, they weren't available. Third on the list, surprisingly, is Jay Dizzle. Good morning, Justin. Hey, good morning, boss. Happy New Year, you Happy well. Happy New Year. Happy New, New Year. Year. Now, I'll talk to you about a, a little musical film I watched over the Christmas holiday shortly. Ooh, but, but before that, free bus passes... Free TV licences for the elderly. It, it's not sustainable, is it? But you know, it's one of those things that, that, that often crops up. Every single time we talk about this, we get the same old arguments. So, Ian, this morning, yes, it may be absolutely chucking it down, but uh, I've been talking to people about this. It's your asking, job. Yes, thank you. Well, uh, I've been asking people whether pensioners deserve a free bus pass. Here's what people had to say. Yes. Well, they've worked all their life, paid taxes, they've done their bit. Of course they, they should have... Uh, Free bus pass. Do you think they should have one? It's not up to me, I'm asking you. <laughs> well, it's not up to me, either. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, in terms of the country, if we yeah. need to make cutbacks, yeah. there will be a number of pensioners who can afford to travel oh, on the bus, yeah, but, but they're still getting a free pass. I suppose I'm thinking about my parents, really, who can't afford it. So, mm. But if they, if they can afford to. But if they can afford um, uh, to travel on a bus, they can probably afford a car. Or they can afford to use a taxi or something, if they're that well off. Let me ask you about your parents. So if that free bus pass was taken away from your parents, would that um, completely take away their independence? Take away quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, because my old man doesn't drive no more. He's had to stop because he's too old now. So, yes, he would, definitely, without a doubt. It's interesting. Thank you very much. You're welcome, mate. Bye. Good morning, Lindsay. Happy New Year. Not Thank a great you. start to the year with this no, weather, is it? No. It's absolutely dreadful. Um, pensioners in this country, do you think they should be entitled to a, a free bus pass? Yes. Because they've earned it all their life and they should get something out the government. I mean, even though there could be people out there who can afford to travel on buses, they still deserve it free? Yes. You won't be moved on that, will you? No. No, right. <laughs> the, 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 both of those people are wrong on several levels, mm-hmm. Justin. Let me tell you why. The first gentleman said, well, they've worked all their lives. Not all of them. Not all true, of them. There, there are hey, the, the majority, you know, though. Well, well, the, the people are criticising the lazy youth. There are some lazy elderly people as well. Fact. Okay. okay. And just because you've survived a long time, doesn't mean you deserve free bus travel. It's the same argument which comes up time and time again. I can understand exactly what people are saying. I mean, me personally, when I get to that age, I will feel like I have paid so much into the system all of my life. Whether I can afford that or not, I deserve to get something back for what I've put into this country. Hang on a second. Even if you're a a millionaire... Hmm. Well, I'm not going to be a millionaire, am I? Well, Justin, it's very, very (laughs) unlikely. But let's just go with this fantasy for a moment. Even if you're a millionaire, when you get to 65, you reckon you should get a free bus pass? If you're a millionaire, I think you are in a different category. But I think, you know, again... Well, a millionaire has paid even more tax into the system. (laughs) But somebody who's a millionaire clearly wouldn't want that. But but let's not get away from the fact, a bit like that man was saying there, his parents, they cannot afford to travel. His dad's had to give up his car. He's paid into the system all of his life. So he does deserves that free bus pass. Without that bus pass, he would lose his independence. Justin, stay there. I want to come back to you in a couple of minutes. Before that, it's Dennis in Dunstable. Hello, Ian. You survived Christmas and the New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. I hope all your troubles were little ones at Christmas. Yeah, there were a few bits and pieces. They were mainly mainly children being very, very naughty. Little ones. Yes, yes. Anyway, bus passes. Yes. They can have mine any time they like. I've never used it. Oh, really? No. Why should I? I have to walk so far to get on the bus. I'll be knackered when I got there, so I don't go. I don't go. I have to go by taxi. Uh, so you go everywhere by taxi. If 
yeah, because they don't go out very often. How on earth can you... I can't afford to go everywhere by taxi. How do you afford that? Well, because if I have to go up to up to Dunstall, which is about five five quid each way, I get all the things I need together in one place. So, you know, I go to... I don't go for one thing, like... If I have a bank rate, if I go to the bank, I go with sorts of other places as well, so it's worth going. So do you reckon, Dennis, that in the times of austerity, yeah. that elderly people should not get their free bus passes and shouldn't get their free TV licences? I think it's... Yes, I, I think they should get their bus passes, certainly. And as I say, in my case, I can't use it anyway, so it doesn't really make a lot of difference to me. But other people need it. I mean, if... It, if, if Wind's got one as well. Now, if the bus stopped within 10 yards of the house, that would be fine. But as it's too far away for us to walk, it's a waste of money. Dennis, have you seen the film Searching for Sugar Man? I have not. Okay, I don't ju- even... No, no. Ju- Justin? No, sell it to me. Right, okay, what happens is, right, there's this, um, South, there's this singer called Rodriguez, okay? Right. He recorded two albums in sort of 1969. They didn't sell any copies at all. But it turns out, bizarrely, he's really big... In South Africa, he sold hundreds and thousands of records, okay? Right. You with with me, Dennis? Yes, I'm with you. Okay, so, fast forward to the early 90s, there is a a journalist in South Africa trying to find out how Rodriguez died, okay? He's on the phone to his record producer, he's talking to him about the record, and at the end he goes, by the way, how did Rodriguez die? Rodriguez? He's not dead. I was talking to him last week. Boom, he's alive. We've got a story we're in. It's a movie. I'm loving it, okay? Yeah. Then what happens... You with me, Dennis? Yes, I'm with you. Bye, bus pass. Yeah, okay. Now, forget, we've moved on from the bus passes, Dennis. No, I know, but I'm travelling by with you now. Okay, well, I thought you'd be in a cab. No, no. D- too early for cabs. Okay, I've got, I've got a feeling you're going to slow this conversation. Carry on, carry on please. <laughs> Thank you. Get any slower. No, Catherine, please, you have had your chance. So, <laughs> what happens is, Justin and Dennis, mm. uh, is he uh, the. Oh, I'm confused. Let me start again. I don't what? understand why it took a whole Shh, film to find him when you? the guy saw him the week before. Surely it's just phone call swap. Bang. Well, okay. So End of film. We're there. So then what happens... He wasn't really doing that much research if he thought that he was dead. The internet didn't exist then? Good uh, point. Yep. Is it black and white? No. Right. Dennis. I've just died. Dennis, just, just re... <laughs> uh, again. Dennis, just recap what I've told you so far so I know you're following me. Yes. They're looking for somebody in South Africa. No, he's, he's not... <laughs> He's not in South Africa, Dennis. He's oh, American. Oh, God almighty, I've been down there with bus pass. I've got to come back again now. <laughs> right, so, Justin. Yes. So then what happens is they then get Rodriguez to agree to play to a series of concerts in South Africa. Right. Right. And he comes over and he plays to... Um, hang on a second, stay there. Alice? Yes? Right, just, are you with me now? I am. Let's just travel, Alice, by the way. Okay, so do you, do you need me to recap, or have you got it so no, far? No, no, come on. You're doing well. We, we get you. Who's snoring? You're doing very well. Is that you snoring, Dennis? No, it is not. Alice, are away. you snoring? It's Wide not away. me. Do a snore, Alice. <sighs> Sounded like you. It was her. <laughs> it was her, wasn't it? Mm, How rude. Shaky, shaky. How rude. Wouldn't have got that from that fellow we used to have. What was his name? Adam Glynn. Oh, yes. Now, so, what... I've got to start again. No! Why?! Why did he want to look for him if he only had two albums out that no one cared about? No, but they, they loved did. him in South Africa. They loved him. Let's talk about Shack Attack. Every <gasps> single year they release an album in Japan. They're big in Japan. Can't we talk about them? I don't want to talk about Shack Attack. I'm they to- were great. Nightbirds was a fantastic tune. I'm talking about Rodriguez. 1982. Right. Top ten. The thing is, in, this is what I've missed. I know a Rodriguez. 
in South Africa, he's bigger than Elvis. Right. Boom, you're hooked. Okay, you it's a movie. First, it's a movie. Big. Why did the journalist think he had died? Because he disappeared. Right, okay. His records were that big. Right. So, right. Well, I haven't got time to do it now. Right, Dennis. Yes. Can I speak to you in a little bit? Yes. Justin, can I, can I come back to you in a little bit and, and we'll do this properly? Yes, no yeah. problem. Alice, you were very, very naughty for snoring there. It definitely wasn't me. Do a snore again. It sounded like you. It really did. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise still have a lane closed between Junction 23 for South Mims and 22 for London Colney for barrier repairs. And in Radwell, both of the bridges over the River Great Ouse at Felmersham and Harold are closed. Looking on the cameras, quite a bit of surface water out there this morning as well. On public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of electrical problems. But London Underground are accepting tickets. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. After years of waiting, bus passengers in Bedford are to finally get a shiny new bus station this year. The current bus station will be knocked down and replaced with that work due to start shortly. Four masked men with copper pipes made to look like guns robbed the Asda supermarket in Biggleswade at the weekend. The robbers assaulted a security guard and threatened staff as they were cashing up on Sunday, Saturday night. The Chancellor is to say that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. George Osborne will warn of the dangers of borrowing and spending more. The weather, it'll be windy today with sunshine and scattered blustery showers. On to sport and in football, details of the FA Cup fourth round draw are out. Watford will play Manchester City at home if they get through their replay with Bristol. Stevenage have a home game against Everton. The MK Dons will play Crystal Palace if they win their replay against Wigan. In the third round of the FA Cup, Manchester United were knocked out of the competition by Swansea after a late goal from Winifred Boney, making it 2-1. Nottingham Forest scored 5-0 to knock out Premier League strugglers West Ham. Luton Town manager John Stills says he's thrilled with their form over the Christmas and New Year period. Despite drawing at Lincoln on Saturday, the Hatters picked up 13 points from a possible 15 and are five points clear at the top of the conference. Still is delighted. We have great support and we had great support today and the boys were up for it and you know I, I look at the, the, the festive period of, uh, of five games and to have taken 13 for 15 is fantastic. Mm. Just fantastic. When you look at the quality of opposition we've played, it's fantastic. In cricket, following England's 5-0 defeat in the Ashes, there's speculation about the futures of the skipper and former Bedford school captain Alistair Cook, as well as coach Andy Flower. Former batsman Geoffrey Boycott says some players got carried away with their victory in the summer series. Many people got sucked in, even our players, into believing maybe we were better than... We really are. They thought they were going to be one of the best teams ever. I mean, wasn't it Jimmy Anderson tweeting not too long ago, is this the best England team ever? Because we've won three series, we're going to win a fourth. Well, the way you played here, you couldn't win an egg cup. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
BBC Three Counties Radio. It's uh, 6.32 on Monday, the 6th of January. Uh, it's that regular time where we, when I say we, I mean me and her. Me. Yes. Look at the uh, newspapers. If you want to take part, 08459 555 Also, if you, and I'm serious about this now. I'm, I'm genuinely getting um, annoyed. I can say that. Annoyed with you. With you. Uh, oh, so, right. If you've seen Searching for Sugar Man, the film about Rodriguez, 08459 555 because it's brilliant and I'm, I'm not enjoying the attitude. I don't know what... You, you, We've missed you, that's all. We... Yeah, I don't know what it was like working with Roberto, but I've got Easy. standards. Sorry? Sorry. All right, let's have a word, because that is... <laughs> I guess it's funnier from where you're standing Cos from over here I miss the joke Clear the way for my crash landing Done it again, another number for your notes. I'd be smiling if I wasn't so desperate. I'd be patient if I had the time. I could stop and answer all of your questions. Soon as I find out how I can move from the back of the line, I'll be your clown behind the glass. Go ahead and laugh, cause it's funny. I would too if I saw I'll be your clown on your favorite channel. My life. And the money was just rolling in If I had more than my ambition I'll have time for please I'll have time for thank you as soon as I win I'll be on class Sir. 
Has she finished? I don't know if she's going to do another thing. I think she's done. She's done it? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was really lovely. Obviously, I missed you. OK. I'm sorry Yeah. about that thing. That was... Uh, don't worry about Roberto, that. But he was you know, really easy to work with. Can we just leave Roberto out of this place? I... Um, for the, jealous? For Chris, it was a Toy Story Christmas. So I'm not jealous at all. It was a Toy Story Christmas at our house. Um, uh, costumes were bought. But also, the toys. A Woody and a Buzz Lightyear toy. Okay. And everywhere we went over Christmas, we had to take those toys with us. Okay. And we went to the Science Museum before New Year. Don't remember. Anyway, we went to the Science Museum. And I had to carry the boys. And I had to put Woody, I had Woody in my coat pocket. <laughs> and we're, we're walking around the boys. And we got in a lift. Got in a lift, a really crammed lift in the Science Museum. And this. Uh, uh, <laughs> this little girl could see the Toy Story character sticking out my pocket, right? And she said. What have you got in your pocket? I said, I've got a Woody in my pocket. Do you want me to get my Woody out and show you? I said that to a six-year-old girl. And there were people at the... It was a big lift. People at the front of the lift thinking, what the... What the earth is going? It's operating Yeah, it was... It's an unfortunate name for a toy. I know. I've got a Woody in my pocket. Would you like me to get it out and show you? My friend's little boy offered to take his friend upstairs and show him his... It's, it's, yeah, they didn't think really, did they? No, not at all. Chris is in Farley Hill. Morning, Chris. Uh, good morning, Ian. Is it Ian? Is it Chris? It is. It's Ian, then. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to move to Bedford very soon because my daughter lives in Wootton. Because of the bus shelter? Well, no, I've been, I was in Bedford Hospital and the, the bus station there seemed quite adequate when I was there. It stinks a wee wee, though, doesn't it? The cafe's there's not bad. Ever weed in a car park? Pardon? No, me? Me? You? No, um, no not there. No, not, not necessarily there, but anywhere. Ever weed in any car parks? Well, I, don't, I did when I was drinking. I don't... That's six no. years since I drank. I have done that in silly places. Yes, well, there's a phone in that we won't do. No, so, but the police, the police chase these guys after nightclubs like because that's what they do, you see. I would have thought so. Catherine's here. Hello. Hello. Have, uh, you, have you seen the film Searching for Sugar Man? Who, me? No, I don't think I have. I feel I like I have. I don't know. I am. I tell you what. When Tracy Island was in, uh, one of my was it. We couldn't get one for love nor money. Th- Thunderbirds the movie was on at Christmas, wasn't it? I missed Thunderbirds the movie. Yeah, yeah but it was uh, Tracy Island was Tracy Island. It was Tracy Emin. It was no, you couldn't. You couldn't get <laughs> it. Tracy when Tracy Island was popular as a, d- a toy, you yeah. couldn't buy it for love nor money. No, and Blue no. Peter taught you how to make one. No, I think we got out somewhere. Well, MK might have been. I don't might know. Might have been. Yeah. I don't know if Beaties, to- probably. Beaties was good, wasn't it? I don't know if Toys of Us are going then. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway. So, yes, so, uh, what, what can I do for you, Chris? Um, well, I was just saying the best bus, but... See, yeah. I, I, I can quote a man, so I get low-rate DLA. DLA is not mean-sensitive, DLA isn't. It's hard to get. Yes. I was on middle-rate. They put me down to £19 a week. I was on £200 a month. I've applied for middle-rate. Yeah. I'd be quite prepared to pay some towards the fare, I would. Yes. So I'll go to St Albans and back. That's, that's a big fair. Should we not just make it simple, Chris? We get rid of the free bus passes for old people. Um, well... Yes or no answer, Chris? Well, you know, I'll, yes, yes or no, no answer, Chris? Let, let, me, let me just say one thing. Is it yes or no? I'll go to St Albans... I will yes or no answer, Chris? Well, you could have a lot of opposition to that one, wouldn't you? Yes, so are you saying yes? No, it should be means tested. Or no? No. There we go, Chris in Farley Hill. Thank you very much. Indeed. Catherine, what have you got in the newspapers for us? Well, in the newspapers, Jim, I wouldn't have made it without wife. Jim Davidson has told how only wife Michelle's rock-like support stopped him going under after his arrest by police probing false sex assault claims. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a newspaper I sentence. Know. I'm, I'm sure he didn't rock-like. say it like that. <laughs>
I also see on this page, page 11 of The Sun, if you want to read along, Tom and Dust splash out. Splash came back. Splash is back. Splash back. Uh, and they went out in the town. I'm trying to work out which Luton bar this is. I don't think it is. I think it's somewhere in London. London. Like our bars aren't good enough. Well, you should have gone to Liquid. Or Dixie's. Exactly. For a, for a slap up meal. You own Dixie's, apparently. Yeah, That's I the really rumor. do. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, but did you watch Splash? Uh, I, I saw Gemma. Oh, so you saw the end. I, which Gemma? There's two Gemmas. Don't set your fingers up at me. I saw the... Uh, Hollyoaks the... Gemma or Towie Gemma? Towie Gemma. I know Towie Gemma a little bit. I say I know her. I don't. She I... suffered some quite bad bruising there. Did she? Yeah, here. What? She pulled a... Page three of the... Uh, Hang da- on, I'm not finished. Oh, yeah. Did you notice when Tom was doing his dive? Did you see his sort No. Of... They made him dive to Born This Way. Just to underline the fact that he's... He's what? Half come out. Shut up. The page three of the Daily Mail. 11,000 black and white TV sets are left in the UK. I'd, listen, if you've got a black and white TV, I would love to hear from you today. 08459 455 555. We're living in a digital age, but there are still 11,500 UK households watching black and white television, official figures reveal. I, 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 I'm kind of nostalgic for the black and white TV. Yeah, because you haven't got one. I like a black and white TV with the old dial. You, you were saying you'd always have one in the kitchen, the second TV. When I was a kid, we didn't have two TVs for ages, and then someone gave us the old black and white because no one wanted them anymore, and you had it in the kitchen. And to be honest, after a while, you stop noticing that there's no colour. Yeah. You sort of make it up yourself. You make up your own colour. Mm-hmm. You do. It was better. Probably. In a way. What was the famous... I'm trying to think of the famous snooker quote for those of you who are watching in black and white the Red Bulls next to the brown or something like that, wasn't there? There was one of those... <laughs> Goofs. That's great. Thanks. Anything else? Yeah, if you like monkeying around with your friends, so do chimps. What? I love chimps, don't you? I they do. can be quite brutal, though. They can, like, rip heads off. We of adopted a monkey for my wife. She doesn't get to come and live with us. That's disappointing. From Monkey World. Did and you th- tell it you weren't its natural parents? Yes. <laughs> Not yet. Wait till it's a bit older. It can handle the news better. Wait till he's 18. Be dead by then. Uh, we've, don't do- say that, not necessarily. How long do monkeys live for? Ages. Oy. They can live for ages. Oh. There's that one, isn't there, that stands upright. Where is he? Somewhere. The one that smokes cigarettes. Yeah, I love South that. America. Oh, I love it. He thinks he's human. Drinks beer, smokes cigarettes. But this, this is what they, uh, they're saying in the mail. A good friendship is priceless, but it appears to be almost timeless as well. Researchers suggest that being close to others with similar personality traits goes back millions of years, and it uh, occurs in chimps. They can be mates. But they eat each other's nits, don't they, so... Women secretly enjoy doing those mundane no. chores at home, says Kirsty Allsop. Women secretly enjoy, enjoy doing mundane household chores, Kirsty Allsop has claimed, as she disclosed she finds ironing therapeutic and enjoys it. Come on, admit, you can't, you, you're scared to admit it because all those um, women and lesbians and everything that burnt their bras oh, in the, the Spice Girls. 60s and the yeah. 70s because of the Spice Girls. Yeah. Uh, oh, sisters are doing it for them. Yeah, we are, that's the problem. I wish someone else would do it. Franklin and Lennox, butt it, you button it, you don't know what you're talking about. You girls love ironing. Fact. I think if I had nothing else to do, I would enjoy doing it, but it's just another one of those things I've got to get through. Allsop, the porcelain television presenter... Oh, no. Said, Don't say that. Daily Telegraph. Working mothers in particular find everyday tasks such as washing their children's clothes and cleaning the house a way of staying sane. No, I'm filled with guilt because I can never keep up with it. Next. I'm absolutely convinced that those repetitive tasks, she says, that one does every day, organising and regularising... What, every day I'm supposed to iron? ...keeping it tidy, are enormously therapeutic. Every day. I think that... I think... Oh. I don't... When do you dust? That's not every day, is it? I think that women do enjoy these things, but they are scared. There'll be exceptions, of course. 
Um, but I think, but they are scared to admit it because they're not allowed to admit it. My wife enjoys ironing. Saying that, there's a big stack mounted up at home, and I need to have a word with she her about that. She doesn't enjoy it that much. No, but I think that most women do enjoy doing these things. But we we naturally fall into gender specific roles, mm-hmm. and there is a reason for so that. So your purpose is what? I'm the breadwinner. I kill. She the wins a- bread. I've seen her. I win more bread. I kill the animals and I drag them back home. Ah. Okay, she make the home tidy for man. <laughs> I've got Chinese Does for. Does she? Does she though? She make home tidy for man. I wait four five nine. That's a fifty fifty job now. I think you'd like it to be, because that's what you've been programmed to think you'd like it to be. But deep inside, in your soul, in your womb, your womb. Get out of my womb. <laughs> is None crying. Is crying to tidy up the house. My womb is crying. Oh eight four five three double o double. What's the phone? What's the phone number here? I can't remember the phone number is. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five. Old sexist, call me now. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise has a lane closed between Junction 23 for South Mims and 22 for London Colney for barrier repairs. Things also looking heavy there between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Both bridges over the River Great Ouse at Felmersham and Harold are closed because of flooding. And on public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of electrical problems. Also, the Circle Line is suspended clockwise. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 6.46, it's Monday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford is to finally get a new bus station after years of false starts and delays. The Chancellor is to warn today that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. In football, Stevenage will face Premier League side Everton in the FA Cup fourth round, while Watford and the MK Dons will play Manchester City and Crystal Palace if they get through their third round replays. Right, let's get the weather now. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning. Hello, Elizabeth. It's nice to talk to you. Quick question. Nice to be back. Go on. You are a woman. Uh, Yeah, last time I checked. Good. (laughs) You enjoy the ironing. No, I don't. Oh, come on, Elizabeth. Don't stop listening to that brainwashing nonsense. You do. You find it therapeutic. I'm rubbish at ironing. Just ask my husband. No, don't like it. All right, let's have the weather then. Thanks. I like the weather. Um, Well, we've got some showers around today. It's not all bad news, though. There will be lots of dry, bright spells as well. Perhaps just the risk of some hail, some thunder around again. So we're turning quite exciting. And within the showers as well, some squally gusts of wind. That wind's quite brisk, even where we don't have the shower. So, yeah, bright and breezy for much of the day. Do watch out for those showers, though. Temperatures on the mild side were up to 11 or even 12 degrees. Very mild for the time of year, 54 in Fahrenheit. Now, as we head into the evening rush hour, even if you've managed to escape that wet weather all day, then I don't think you'll quite escape it for uh, for the way home. There is going to be uh, there are going to be more organised showers, so really pushing in on the wind, and um, they'll continue for much of the rest of the evening. But I think turning dry for the second half of the night, temperatures down to seven or eight. 8 degrees Celsius. Tomorrow again a good scattering of showers here and there. Some drier spells, still quite windy but the end is now in sight for this um, for this stormy spell basically and I think from midweek onwards it should be drier and things will calm down just a bit as well. That's the forecast. Thank you Elizabeth. 
08459 455 555 is the phone number. Lots to talk about this morning. But women, seriously, think about it. Be honest. You enjoy doing the housework. Jonathan Vernon Smith on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been loads of great highlights on my show, but one that really sticks out is when I went out with Bedfordshire's traffic cops. Caution you for the offence of using your mobile phone. I sat in the back of the car for an entire shift, recording every single moment. Traffic's flowing quite well, even though we're doing 70, 80 miles an hour. I then brought you the exciting outcome. He's going to meet him over there, and there's also intelligence that he deals class A drugs, so he might have some of that on him as well. Well, I'll be bringing you more of the same in 2014 every weekday morning from nine here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 four double five five double five. Now, we've been talking about this, <clears throat> excuse me, do you remember that state-of-the-art health centre that the people of Wolverton have been waiting for for years? Well, the one where they were definitely moving in, even if patients had to bring their own chairs. That was in November. They've still not moved in. NHS England blams, blames building regulations and legal guidelines. Curse those building regulations and legal guidelines that everybody knows about when they're building a new building that make the building safe. In the meantime, staff at the old health centre are having to work in poor conditions. It's embarrassing. It's awful. Let's find out more. Sarah Dockery is from the Wolverton Patient Participation Group. Sarah, what's going on now? Good morning. Um, yes, well, we still don't have... We have a brand new health centre. It is um, standing there pretty much ready to move into, but unfortunately we haven't been able to move in yet. So I think patients are feeling very frustrated um, and really just wanting an explanation. Why can't they move in? Well, there's been a number of reasons um, along the way, some of which are perfectly understandable. Obviously, the building, like you just mentioned, does have to be safe. However frustrating those rules are, obviously nobody would want us to move into a building where there are um, what they call some snagging issues um, when um, we were waiting for those to be resolved. They've, they've largely been resolved now. Um, there were some legal issues along the way. They've also been resolved. Um, and we believe that practical completion, which is when the building is um, declared sort of fit for purpose, is imminent. Um, so really, we just want to make sure that there's no further hurdles are going to spring up. Well, so what are what, what are the problems that are stopping that have stopped you going in for the last six seven weeks? There's been a variety of issues. Um, I don't know all the details of all of this. What's this about a lift? Something with a lift? I believe there were some questions around the lift, but that's all been resolved now. Um, and ever that, from that point of view, everything is absolutely fine. It's embarrassing, isn't it? It is very hard. I think the most embarrassing thing has actually been that we've not been able to give patients a full explanation. It's been very hard to have consistent responses from NHS England and the developers um, because I think patients do actually understand if there's a genuine reason why we can't move in. Obviously, patients would want it to be resolved. How could it be, though, Sarah? I remember um, in November... Yeah. We, we were all told that, um, yeah, it was, there was a problem with the chairs, but don't worry, the centre's going to open on Monday morning, whether there are chairs or not. This was six, seven, eight weeks ago. Yeah. What, what's, I don't understand why people didn't know then that it wasn't going to open. Well, I think the bottom line is that somebody must have known then, but unfortunately those concerns were not communicated to the practice um, in, in a reasonable amount of time, and therefore when, when they tried to move things on, um, it became apparent very quickly that wasn't going to happen, unfortunately, at various opportunities prior to that point. Um, it hadn't been made clear, so I think that did confuse and, and surprise all of us, and certainly that wasn't what had been expected at all from what we'd been led to believe. Whose fault is this? I think it's very hard to point a finger. Um, I think I do feel for the practice who seem to be caught in the middle of this. They've done everything they can to have the new building open. They're the ones faced with the patients asking questions, and yet actually they seem to be powerless to to move it further on. So well, is, it, is it NHS England? Is it the um, the, the practice management? I definitely don't think it's the practice management. Um, but they would have known, wouldn't they, that when you have a new building, you have to get everything signed off and approved. And if they hadn't have done that... If they hadn't done that, then there's obviously something wrong. I think it's a process where until that actually happens, you don't know what's going to come up. So I think it's, fairly, it's completely normal for snagging issues to come up at the last minute. Um, I think what's been difficult is the, the new things that have come to light. Um, I think the communication with NHS England has been challenging and it hasn't always been consistent or um, easy to interpret. And unfortunately, I mean, we've been trying hard as a patient group to support the practice in doing their bit and also to try and get NHS England to be uh, more uh, transparent with what the reasons are so that we can communicate them to patients. And I think, uh, yeah, I don't think we can point the finger at one person, but I do, uh, I do really feel for the practice in all this because they really, obviously, they're the point at which 
people sort of go, ah, why haven't we got yes. a new health centre? And I think that's Sarah, listen, I appreciate your call. I'm, I'm hoping one day we can talk and we can celebrate this wonderful new practice being open. But I, I don't, I don't think it will ever open the way things are going. We'll be speaking to the practice manager in about an hour's time and uh, finding out what they have to say. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Five nine four double five five double five is the phone number eight one three double three. Start your text three CR, or you can even email me if you wanted to. Ian at BBC It's coming up to six fifty nine. Let's get the latest travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, a lane is closed between Junction 23 for South Mims and 22 for London Colney for barrier repairs. Things are struggling between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley as well. Also on the M1 southbound, things are starting to look slow between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. A1M also struggling southbound through the Stevenage junctions, that's 8 and 7. On public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Two things here. Let's get rid of bus passes for old people. It's a waste of money, isn't it? Or do you rely on it? And also, if you're a woman, come on, admit it. You secretly enjoy doing the ironing, don't you? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 
7 o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Bedford to finally get a new bus station. Chancellor warns of more austerity and still no opening date for the Wolverton Health Centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. The long-awaited redevelopment of Bedford bus station is about to get underway. After years of plans which came to nothing, the bus station will be knocked down and replaced. Labour councillor Sean Hunt worked on the plans over the years when she sat on the Town Centre Management Committee. Even though it's not the original scheme, um, I think this revamp scheme, firstly the car parks and the toilets um, will be better and the way in which everything is being planned to be done I think will make it a much more pleasant place to uh, catch a bus. Four masked men with copper pipes made to look like guns robbed the Asda supermarket in Biggleswade at the weekend. The robbers assaulted a security guard and threatened staff as they were cashing up at the shop in Church Street at 10pm on Saturday night. They took a large amount of cash and made their getaway in a dark blue Audi A4 with false 52 registration plates, which was driven by another man. The Chancellor, George Osborne, is warning that 2014 will be a year of hard truths with further significant cuts to public spending. More details from our political correspondent, Carol Walker. In his speech today, he'll say that painful cuts have reduced the deficit by a third, but he'll point out we are still borrowing £100 billion a year and paying half that amount in annual interest on our debts. The Chancellor will, though, please many in his party by saying that permanently cutting spending is the way to permanently cut taxes. Robbers have gone on a spree in East Hertfordshire, raiding around 15 vehicles for jewellery, sat-navs, audio equipment, cash, sunglasses and golf equipment. Between Saturday afternoon and early Sunday morning, they got into the cars and vans in Great Amwell and Ware, some of which had been left unlocked by their owners. The robbers climbed over walls or forced their way through locked gates to get to some of the vehicles parked on driveways. NHS officials say they still don't know when the new Wolverton Health Centre will open. The brand new building was due to be completed and ready for patients last November. Lee Agnew reports. The new health centre has been subject to continual delays, the latest relating to problems with a lift at the facility. NHS England says legal guidelines and building regulations must be met before the move can be completed. In the meantime, the new building stands empty while patients are forced to use a decommissioned building with a leaky roof and no heating. In football, Stevenage have drawn a home game against Premier League side Everton Everton in the FA Cup fourth round. There's also a chance for Watford and the MK Dons to play top flight sides, but both need to get through replays first. Watford have drawn Manchester City or Blackburn at home if they can beat Bristol. The MK Dons will play Crystal Palace if they win their replay against Wigan. The weather, windy with sunshine and scattered blustery showers, some of them heavy with a chance of hail and thunder this afternoon, a high of 10 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's nice to be back. Although, if I'm if I'm honest, can I be honest? Turns out I'm a very very lazy man. I enjoy not working. I enjoy not getting up at four o'clock and not working. I know, terrible, isn't it? But there you go. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including we'll be talking about Bedford bus station. It's going to get knocked down, and a new one is going to be built. 
David Cameron is under pressure to end the guarantee that pensioners will get free bus passes and free television licences. Well, isn't it time that we reassess that situation? And if you're a woman, come on, you agree with Kirsty Allsop, don't you? You enjoy doing the ironing. Don't be embarrassed by it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me uh, a text, 81333, start your text, 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, 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 look, we've got a te- we've got a text, ladies. All morning, I've been trying to tell you about this wonderful film I've seen called Sugar Man. Search for Sugar Man, okay? It's about this singer, Rodriguez, okay? And in 1969, he recorded two albums. They, they did, did sell. This will be the third time that you've talked. Shall we tell you? No. They didn't sell, apart from South Africa, where they were really popular. And then, then he, he rang this guy. Yeah. And then he rang, he was researching, looking into him. He rang this guy. And he said, and oh, yeah, like, I know him. He's oh, not when dead. Did he die? Yeah, he's not dead. Yeah, he's not. And then, wow. I saw bang. him last week. He was as big as Elvis. Did, I didn't. I found it funny that the guy just didn't give him the phone number and then end of film. It went it's because you've not got, to, you've not let me get to the end of the film. That's why there's loads more happen. Because you keep going, you won't let me get to the end of the film and tell you what happened. Is it then. based on a true story? It's a documentary. <laughs> they are true stories. It's you, you know it better. It's reality TV. <laughs> Iniat Karnas texted him. Hello. Hi. Uh, emailed him. Hi, Hi Ian. I'm from South Africa, I won't do the accent. I remember listening to the title track of Rodriguez's album, which my older brother Oscar had a vinyl copy of on record. I haven't seen the film, but we'll make a point of doing so this week. Do, he'll enjoy it. Any chance you'll be playing the track Sugar Man before the end of today's show? There is zero chance. I'll tell you what, I I will play... Is it really rude? Well, it's not really rude, but it's all about drugs. Oh, is that the sugar in question? Yes, it is. Well, the Sugar Man is his drug dealer. Oh. With your uh, Coke and Sweet Mary Jane. It keeps going about Coke and Sweet Mary Jane. So we won't be playing that's that. That's what the Candyman's about, isn't it? No, that's actually about candy. Oh, is it? Have you not seen the film? Uh. I will, I'm going to play a Rodriguez track tomorrow. There are a couple that are wonderful that aren't, about, uh, that aren't overtly about drugs. Can I ring in sick? No. What is your problem? Oh, because they're not an unsigned little band that play in a toilet in uh, Bedford, so therefore I'm not interested in them. That's a good idea. I will get to the end of the film by the end of the show. I will tell you what happens. Dave's in Bedford. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. Have have you seen Searching for Sugar Man? No, mate, not yet. You're going to watch it, though, aren't you? Uh, oh, when I get around to watching the film, yeah, I'm on my colour telly with DVD with it plugged into it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, why have you called in, David? Well, you mentioned about black and white televisions. What was it you said about um, the statistics of people that have still got black there and white There are just tele- under 12,000 households that rely on black and white televisions. Well, I, I, I take you a man of the world, Ian, yeah, and all the rest of it. Yeah, I've, I've seen things, David, that would make grown men cry. But the thing is, though, all these 12,000 homes, don't they know that recently the analogue signal went... So what's the point of having a black and white television nowadays of any sort if you can't even receive the signal? The analog well, signal went last year. I think it was the year before. But it. you could still you could still plug it into to the aerial. No, because you get no signal. No, but the air the digital TV comes through the aerial, doesn't it? This year, yeah, you're talking about black and white televisions that are not digital enough. No, but they've still got the socket at the back, so you can plug the aerial in. 
And that will work. Oh on... yeah, if you've got free view, yeah. But I mean, well, are you saying there's people that why would they want to plug a free? Why, why don't they just spend a little bit more money and get a coloured television? I, isn't I, it? I, Dave, Dave, I don't, I don't know. It's black and white. Why are you? Why are you, I don't know. Why are you challenging me about this? I'm, I'm challenging I'm, you. I'm just reporting just... the the facts. <laughs> That's just terrible. I mean, I've chucked all my black and white tellies out. I mean, I did have one just to take out with me, just to watch whilst I'm out. What do you mean? What do you mean? Watch while you're out. Well, well, where I'll would you be out. out? Well, I go out places, don't I? Well, where where would you go out and watch a black and white TV? Well, I don't know, in the car, in the restaurant. You'd go you'd go out to a restaurant and you watch a black and white television in a restaurant. Yeah. How? Well, I'll just take it with me. It's only a little black and white. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> where do you plug no, it no, in? No, no, I'm winding you up, Ian. I'm winding you up. Man. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> Flipping heck. I'm known for my wind-ups, but well, anyway, I've just recently moved also, to Bedford, I'm, I'm, like, checking through the radio stations. How long have you been about? And well, hang on, have you only just discovered 3CR today? Yeah. Yeah, we go, you see. Now, what what do you normally listen to? I'm not allowed to plug in a station. Yeah, you're not plugging in, we're going we're gonna to do them down in a minute. What, what, other, what, what other things have you listened to? Heart. Heart. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> That's still going, is it? You don't, don't, don't worry about heart. Stick with us on 3CR between 6 and 9 every weekday. Because, uh, because uh, I mean, I used to listen to chat shows a lot yeah. back in the day yeah. with, uh, with people like Caesar the Geezer. That, 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 that. Caesar the Geezer, flipping heck, yeah, yeah. He's on the internet now. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, you know all about it. Yeah. I know all about Caesar. Uh, uh, well, was... David, listen, honestly, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, partly because I don't have one, but if I did, this show is, is a corker. So it's on every morning, yeah? Every morning between six and nine. You can also go to the internet and download podcasts of it. All right, so it's just the, the, the chat, chat show. You talk about almost anything, yeah? We talk about almost anything. Yeah. i tell you what, Dave, do me a favour. Nothing favor. too serious. I, I like, like hot chat shows. We do a little bit of both. L- listen, now, do me a favour. Today's Monday. Could you give me a call back on Friday and let me know whether you're going to keep listening or whether you're going to go back to heart? I will do. Give us, well, I wanna, David, seriously, I want to speak to you on Friday and I want to know whether you're staying or whether you're going. All right, I'll take a listen, mate. Well... Because I want to say a big shout out to the Kingfisher Group in Bedford. You, you're not, we don't allow shout outs. But, Dave, I'll speak to you on Friday and we'll find. That's exciting. He's a new listener. The pressure's on. The heat is on. The pressure's on now. This, this week has got to be good to keep Dave in Bedford hooked. Those listener figures need to be up. The pressure's on. Kelly Betts, you've really got to work this week. If you talk about the, f- the ending of the film that you were talking about on Friday, then it no. gives um, Dave more of a li- li- reason to listen to the whole... More of a lip reason to listen? Yes. No, I'm going to finish... The- where- where- where's Justin? I want to talk to Justin about well, this. Where- where- where's Justin? I- I've had a very stressful couple of weeks. It's funny, being locked You've in a house... Off. Yeah, I know, being locked in a house with two children. Are they yours? That's the- there's a story. They were mine, yes, before anybody... Um, get... I had a dream last night. I lost my youngest son. I lost him. I couldn't oh, find he's him. He's your favourite now he, as well. he is my favourite now. I've gone right off the other one. <laughs> the other one's been a nightmare over Christmas. Just a little... I had a row with my mother-in-law. Is this your dream now? Is this real? This is real life. Okay. Because the, the eldest was being very naughty on Christmas Day. Very naughty. And I told him off. And I got told off for telling him off by my mother-in-law. And I said, right, 
I'm having none of this. He's my son. When he's doing wrong, I'll tell him off the way I think I should. I mean, I was hanging him out of the window by his legs. That's what I was doing to try and stop him being naughty. That's okay, isn't it? We'll teach him a lesson. He won't do it again. Teach him a lesson that he won't forget. Catherine, what's wrong? You've got a right Mardi face. you got a cob on. You talking to me? When, when, I, when I start a sentence with, with the name Catherine, the, the odds are I'm talking to you. Your microphone's off now. You're out. You're out of the loop. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Let's have a quick look at the front pages of the newspapers as our guest on buses has dropped out. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to mention that? Have I, have I pulled back the curtain a little bit? Let's have a look at the front pages. The Guardian. Hey, there's Jerry Seinfeld, or rather, there's a bald, moon, moon-faced guy. What's going on there? Lawyers walk out in protest against legal aid budget cuts. This isn't to do with Jerry Seinfeld. We've moved on. Barristers and solicitors involved in first-ever national action. Uh, the Independent. Eusebio, all-time footballing great, dies age 71. Not a clue. Never heard of him. Uh, NHS care outstanding, says hospitals. Zah, zah. The Times. Um, there's a psychedelic photograph of some swans. Taliban poised to regain Helmand after UK exit. Those two stories are not connected. Now, here we go. The front page of the Daily Telegraph. Osborne's blueprint for tax cuts. England broken and bowed. Hospitals serve 69 pence meals to patients. But this is, this is the, the story that's, uh, that's got me. Front page of the uh, Daily Telegraph. Women enjoy ironing says Kirsty Alsop. Women secretly like doing mundane household chores such as washing and ironing, Kirsty Alsop has claimed. The television presenter insisted she enjoys doing the ironing because she finds it immensely therapeutic and believes other housekeeping tasks have the same effect. Now, I buy what she's saying. I believe this. My wife likes doing the ironing. I was ironing a shirt and some jeans at the week. I'll do that for you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. She likes, she enjoys doing the ironing. And I think that the majority of women do as well. But you've been programmed by um, Jermaine Greer, by great thinkers like Jermaine Greer and, and Baby Spice and all these people to think you don't like doing the ironing. But really, mm. you do. Admit it. 08459 455 555. If your husbands will let you use the telephone, phone up and admit that you like doing it. There was one time I really enjoyed ironing. You'd really annoyed me. Right. I put a crisp pleat right down the middle of all his jeans. (laughs) We should carry out an experiment. We should line up a load of women, get them to iron, and we'll see how many of them are smiling. Uh, How? how Then you'll know how many out of how many enjoys it. It's our own statistics. Here's, I've got How do you measure the internal weeping? Well, there, there is a way, but... Uh, I've got a suggestion, Kelly. OK. Today, mm. what I want you to do is I want you to go home and I, want you to, and I want you to do some ironing and record yourself doing some ironing and record your mood before, during and after the iron. And then we'll play it out on the show tomorrow and you'll prove that I am right. How heavy is your iron, though? Because that, that has an impact. What? If you've got a nice, heavy iron, you get through the ironing pile faster. Yeah. If you've got a rubbish iron, you will hate it. Can you do that for me, Kelly? If you want. I've got nothing to iron, though. My clothes don't need ironing. They're very tight, aren't they? They stretch <laughs> to cover the available space. Then there isn't much available space because you're tiny. Just get some of your boyfriends bits and pieces. Get your boyfriends knickknacks and give them an iron. Mm. It all sounds a bit boring, to be it honest. It is. Well, but you're going to do it for tomorrow's show, aren't you? Okay. Yeah. What you need to do is set the ironing board up in front of the telly, put Monk on. 
an iron away. Take yourself to the happy place. You up for it? I will do that, yeah, if you want. Okay, fine. Could you do it but with a bit more... Bit more. I'm giving you a breakthrough, okay? Oh. Despite what, despite that, that um, show you did over Christmas... You I'm giving... listen again to that, by the way. How? Uh, go and listen again. Okay. I am giving you a second chance. You, uh, radio had written you off on Boxing Day. It was like, that's it, Kelly Betts is over. I'm giving you a second chance. Thanks. You're going to own the ironing for me, yeah? Yeah. Excellent stuff. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The N25 anti-clockwise struggling between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the M1 southbound also going slowly between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. In Chesson, the A10 slow southbound between Church Lane and the M25 Junction for Enfield. The A414 also slow um, on all approaches in fact to the London Colney roundabout on speed sensors. On to public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate after electrical faults. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice? Yes? Now, I know it was you snoring earlier on. We've had the um, uh, sounds analysed by a computer, so okay. naughty. The definif- definitive snorter. Definitive snorter. Now, you're a, you're a woman. You, do you enjoy ironing? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't, I'm afraid. Do you not find it therapeutic, relaxing? It induces a zen-like meditative state? No, not really. Okay, how long's your contract here? <laughs> See you in a little bit, Alice. Right, 7.17. It's Monday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford is to finally get a new bus station after years of false starts and delays. The Chancellor is to warn today that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. In football, Stevenage will face Premier League side Everton in the FA Cup fourth round. The weather today will be windy with sunshine and heavy blustery showers and a high of 10 Celsius. 08459 455 555. Women ironing. And should we get rid of bus passes for the elderly? BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week. I, I know I, was, I snore and I snore badly, but I can't help it. Roberto Peroni. It's Friday. Why am I even bothering to go to work today? You've got to. You never know when a doughboard suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in. You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going. Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, we've had a tweet from Claire. Claire says, I love washing and ironing. Housework is therapeutic and relaxing. So that's that's fact. I think if you've got time to enjoy it, then yes, maybe so. I just have to get it done because I've got a million other things to do as well. OK, well, we're good. we'll find out the definitive answer tomorrow when Kelly Betts does some ironing for us. And I, I want her to wear the ironed clothes in as well. That'll be good. <laughs> I want to see how good you are at doing it. Thanks. There you go. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number uh, if you want to give us a call. Now, it's been a long time coming, but tired, smelly old Bedford bus station is about to get a revamp. Over the years, there have been various plans to bring in the bulldozers, but they've all failed for one reason or another. Well, now it looks as if the place will get its £9 million makeover. Justin Dealey has been sniffing around for us this morning. Morning, Justin. Good morning, boss. What does it smell of now? 
Well, do you know what? In Bedford this morning, it smells very, very pleasant. So I'm um, a couple of minutes away from the okay. station, but, but everyone has been talking about it because it is so bad. Uh, a moment ago, Ian, I spoke to Jill, and here's what happened. Jill, Bedford bus station. Describe it to our listeners. Okay, it's very stinky, and the floor is filthy, always. It's chewing gum and just empty coffee, and the seats are freezing. So pretty much dreadful then? Yes, yes, absolutely. So these redevelopment plans must be great for the town because from what you're telling me, it clearly needs something. Yes, absolutely. It needs revamping urgently. And what about friends that, that you talk to? Are they all saying the same thing about this bus station? Yes, nobody wants to go there. It's just filthy. Right. Okay. And cold as well. OK, and a final word on housework. Ian's talking about that this morning. Kirsty Orsop says that, that women love housework. You find ironing therapeutic. Do you? Definitely not. I think taking out the board and filling the kettle up, the iron with water, that's the most irritating part. OK. Listen, you live here. Thank you very much indeed. Have a good day. OK. So there you go, Ian, the words of Jill. So uh, the bus station here in Bedford, uh, the main bus station, uh, £8.8 million pounds being spent on redevelopment. Clearly, from what she's saying, something's got to happen. Well, it, yes, it's going to happen, and hopefully it'll be done by the end of the year. It's going to be a nightmare while it's going on, though, isn't it? It, it is going to be a nightmare. After 8 o'clock this morning, we are going to be talking live to the Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. Uh, he will tell us about those plans. But at the end of the day, if you're going to make something a lot better, um, obviously th there's going to be a few problems along the way. But hopefully everything will stick to plan. Now, speaking of works, I knew this was happening, but at Junction 10 of the M1, where I, I, I come off in the morning, OK, mm. um, it's being done up. They're making it all, doing all kinds of things to it, OK? Yes. I, I saw a sign I'd never seen before. Work starts here, and I think the 4th of January. Work will last for 70 weeks. Seven zero weeks. <laughs> 70 yep. weeks, that's over a year! <laughs> it's, it's a long time, but then again... It's when you nuts! Think about the amount, yeah, with the amount of traffic coming off the M1 at Junction 10, obviously, throughout the years, uh, the traffic has built up because more and more people are using Lucent Airport. We've heard about expansion plans before Christmas. So th they've got to do work there to enable people to be able to, to get into Lucent a lot quicker because as we currently stand in, when you come into work at 5 o'clock in the morning, yep. you don't see any traffic It's beautiful. And it, surely it's like that all, all the time, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> if, you, if you go there from 6.30, 7 o'clock onwards, it is an absolute nightmare. So that work, 70 weeks by the end of it, trust me, it's going to be a lot easier uh, for the majority of people. OK, well, disappointing. I, I, I'm keen to get... Interesting what that lady said there. I, I disagree with that. I do think that women enjoy a little bit of housework. I bet your mum does, doesn't she? Well, she, she always denies it, but I yep. think deep down, in, I think deep down, we all know, don't yep. we, come on, that, that, that women love doing the housework. And this well, isn't... a fact. And it, it, it is... This isn't some kind of sexist, old-fashioned yeah. rant. I'm not doing a Tony Blackburn no. here. I'm joking. Uh, but th th I genuinely believe this. There are some comments on the Facebook page. Let me have a quick look at this and see... Um... Well, I'll tell you what, Ian. Somebody's just come up to the car here. Madam, what's your name? What's your name, madam? Come on. <laughs> Sam. Sam, we want to know this morning, Sam. do you like doing the housework? I do, I love it. There yes. you go, Ian, there you go. Yes. You see, one person, what, what do you like doing, uh, what, why do you like doing the housework? Because it's quite kind of therapeutic. <laughs> exactly what Kirsty Allsop is saying. Do you know what Kirsty Allsop is saying today? That women find ironing therapeutic and they enjoy it. So there you go, you, you, you backed her up.
I do. Thank I you do. very much. Have a good day. Thank you, you sir. I, I, I like go. Sam. Is that, yeah. what, do you get approached by women on the street just when you're doing this? Yes, yes, yes. Quite often, yes. Yes. Well, good for you. Uh, uh, Penny has commented on Facebook. Ian, no, 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 no secretly crying out for housework. <laughs> Ironing is one of the worst. Who decreed you must have flat, flatly clothes, no crumples? Surely a man. Why, my womb is not crying out for chores. My house is crying out for a horde of male cleaners. Women are capable of bringing home bread or the bacon or clubbing and dragging meat. Have you not heard of the weekly shop at supermarket? Don't majority of women do that? Campaign against women having to iron and for men to do all the household chores. <laughs> Deary, dear. Penny, you've listened to too many Spice Girls and sisters are doing it for themselves nonsense. This is the thing, Ian, you know, all this kind of, you know, sisters are doing it for themselves. I think, you know, th- this morning, the majority of women, if they were honest with yep. themselves, they would say, do you know what? I know I shouldn't be admitting this, this but is it. I do really enjoy doing the housework. And this, this... Abject nonsense. No, this is it. No, I, Justin makes an excellent point. That's I don't, what you'd like to believe is the case. I don't normally agree with Justin's Neanderthal rants, but I do... Yes. I, uh, uh, Kelly, yes? I know exactly. I've, I've got it. What? They don't enjoy doing it, but they enjoy the feeling of it being done. So after they've done the ironing, we, yeah. they, after we've done the ironing and have tidied the satisfaction. house, you enjoy that feeling of it being clean. It's a similar satisfaction that a man gets from his job. Really? Ian, listen, we, we, we've just spoken to a lady live on the street there. Now, hang on, we did not put words into her mouth. You and probably she said did. To us that she enjoys doing the housework and she yes. finds it therapeutic. Yes. There you go, you've heard it here first. She's been brainwashed by you lot. No, she came straight no. up to the car, wandered up to the car, and yep. she even went, oh, am I live? There you go. Live reaction straight away. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis. Good morning again. Ah, now, Dennis, does your win enjoy doing the housework? Well, it's very funny because the other day she came down, she looked tired. I said, what have been doing down? She said, I've been ironing three men's shirts. I said, well, tell them to come and iron their own plastic shirts. I need three men's shirts. You've got to get back, back to front, of course. You, she, you meant, instead of her taking uh, three gentlemen uh, as lovers, she was ironing three of your shirts. That's right. There we go. Now, listen, I'm glad you're back on. Justin, you're still there, aren't you? Yes, yes I'm still here, yes. So, this film, Searching for Sugar Man, right? Yes. Now, l- let me recap. For those who haven't seen it, it, it's a brilliant documentary. I saw it over Christmas. It's been out for a couple of years. Uh, uh, let me... Re- Dennis, do you remember how the story started? Uh, more or less, yes. I, yes, I've been taking memory tablets. Give us a, give us a recap uh, when you remember to take them. Give us a recap for those people who've just tuned in? Well, apparently, they, somebody's been looking for this fella. He, he, he sold a lot of records in Africa, apparently. Nobody South seems Africa. to have heard of him. And then uh, he's just disappeared. And so an African reporter's trying to find out what happened to him. And that's as far as that one. And what's his name? I don't know. I went to sleep about that time. OK. Just, have you been paying attention? Yeah, yeah. I've got somebody else with me, but carry on. Yeah, go on. Well, who have you got with you? What's your name, madam? Yvonne. Ask, uh, ask Yvonne if she's seen Searching for Sugar Man. Have you seen the film Searching for Sugar Man? No. Oh, for, you right, need to. Put, her headpho- put the headphones on so she can hear me. Okay. Right, Yvonne. To win. Yvonne, morning. This is Ian Hello. Lee. You're on BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you not seen Searching for Sugar Man? No, I haven't. It's about... Well, well, OK, I'll explain. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's about this singer-songwriter called Rodriguez, OK? And he recorded two albums in 1969 that didn't sell very well. Except in South Africa. Except that's Catherine, you can hear. Where he was the, the uh, South African's Elvis. He was South African's... Except he never went. No-one knew who he was, by the looks of it. OK. But, Yvonne, 
Uh, this people thought he was dead. Okay, what are you giggling for, Dennis? You're flogging a dead horse here. Right? I'm not flogging you. <laughs> Yvonne, are you still with us? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. Thank you. So what? Right. So he did record many, but he was, he was bigger than Elvis in South Africa. So this journalist was trying to find out how he died. Okay, Alice, are you still there? I am here. This is Alice Glossop, the travel lady. Say hello to Yvonne, Alice. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. Right. Okay. Now, Alice, pay attention. So, right. Let me just recap. So. Rodriguez recorded two albums in 1969. They didn't sell very well. Oh, we've done this bit. Do the next I, bit. No, but you keep... I keep forgetting where I am. So he tries to find him. He rings up uh, his old producer. Yes. And the pro- he says, so how did Rodriguez die? The producer says, oh, but he's not dead. Yes. Ta-da! Ta-da! So they, last week. So they find... Yvonne, they find Rodriguez, OK? OK. And he plays right. a concert and he's really emotional. Oh! And... It then goes... To, he then... Oh, I'm... I've lost my place. There's a singer called Rodriguez. He records two albums in 1969. They don't sell very well. They sell very well in South Africa. Except he doesn't know that. I've missed that bit. He doesn't know they've sold well in South Africa. Who, Rodriguez? Doesn't know. He doesn't know. Oh, we didn't know that bit. That's the interesting bit. How doesn't he know? Yvonne, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah. Did he make any money then? Sorry, Yvonne. Do you not think, what's this check? He didn't get the checks. Oh. Oh. Uh, Yvonne, I'm really sorry. Can can I... We've run out of time, Yvonne. Can I speak to you tomorrow? Um, we'll try, I'm working. Sounds yeah, like so a, hang on, we can come back to you in a minute. Sounds like a brush off. Yvonne, you've been a good sport. Dennis? Yes. I'll speak to you in an hour. An, an hour? <laughs> what? I thought I just got out of bed, for God's sake. I need to tell you what happens in the film. Oh, good, yeah, I will be, I'll be waiting with bated breath. And Alice, well done for not snoring that time. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It was a bit of a struggle, I have to say. On the N25, anti-clockwise, there's a lane close between 23 for South Mims and 22 for London Colney for barrier repairs. Very slow going between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. M1 southbound, slow between 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. And both bridges over the River Great Ouse at Felmersham and Harold are closed because of flooding at the moment. Public transport First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of electrical I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. It's 7.30. Before the end of the show, I will let you know what happens. If you've seen the film Searching for Sugar Man, could you phone up and back me up, please? 08459 455 555. Right now, though, let's get the uh, news and sport. Here's James. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Jane Killick. After years of waiting, bus passengers in Bedford are to finally get a new bus station this year. Work will start shortly to knock down the current bus station and replace it with a new building. Four masked men with copper pipes made to look like guns robbed the Asda supermarket in Biggleswade at the weekend. The robbers assaulted a security guard and threatened staff as they were cashing up on Saturday night. The Chancellor is to say that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. George Osborne will warn of the dangers of borrowing and spending more. The weather, it'll be windy today with sunshine and scattered blustery showers. Under sport, and we start with football, the FA Cup fourth round draw was made yesterday and Watford, MK Dons and Stevenage could all face Premier League opponents. Our sports editor, Jeff Doyle, reports. 
Stevenage's reward for beating championship opponents on Saturday is a home tie against Premier League high flyers Everton, whose manager Roberto Martinez won the cup last season. The sides played each other in the Capital One Cup earlier in the season and Stevenage took Everton to extra time. If Watford beat Bristol City in their third round replay, they could face another trip to last year's losing finalist Manchester City, who they lost to last season. That's if City beat Blackburn. And if MK Dons get past Wigan in their replay, they'll host Premier League strugglers Crystal Palace. In the third round of the FA Cup, Manchester United were knocked out of the competition by Swansea after a late goal from Winifred Boney, making it 2-1. Nottingham Forest scored 5-0 to knock out Premier League strugglers West Ham. Luton Town manager John Stills says he's thrilled with their form over the Christmas and New Year period. Despite drawing at Lincoln on Saturday, the Hatters picked up 13 points from a possible 15 and are five points clear at the top of the conference. Still is delighted. We have great support and the boys were up for it and you know I, I look at the, the the festive period of, uh, of five games and to have taken 13 for 15 fantastic mm. it's just fantastic when you look at the quality of opposition we've played it's fantastic in cricket the england coach andy flower says he's not proud of his team's performances in the ashes series but insists he wants to continue in the job his side suffered a 5-0 whitewash in australia bbc 3 counties news and sport i'll be back with a full bulletin at 8 Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Texts will be charged at the standard network rate. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, lots of things to talk about this morning. Lots of things to talk about. If you have seen the film Searching for Sugar Man, do give me a call, please. Okay. I want someone to back me up and tell me how brilliant it is. 08459 555555. If you're a woman who enjoys doing the housework. Also give me a call. Don't, why are we embarrassed to admit that we enjoy our gender-specific roles? Why is that such a problem? If you enjoy it, as Kirsty Allsop, she's the location, location, location lady, says she, you should, then 08459 455 555. And, and be honest... That there must be some reason that we fall into these gender-specific roles, because we do. Every household is the same. Doesn't matter how right on, how modern and trendy you are. My wife does the majority of the housework, I don't. It's the same in your house, isn't it? If you've had a complete role reversal, give me a call, 08459 555555. But the front page of the Daily Mail, turmoil over OAP benefits. PM defies cabinet to back fuel allowance and bus passes for middle class hours after hinting he'd have to axe them. Downing Street was in disarray last night over the future of benefits for middle-class pensioners. On a day of confusion, a day of confusion, that's like every day for me, David Cameron repeatedly refused to say whether a key pledge protecting the winter fuel allowance, free bus passes and TV licences for the over-75s will be kept for the better off after the next election. Only hours later, though, Number 10 moved to stress the Prime Minister remained personally committed to the policy. He then goes on to say that George Osborne, the Chancellor, and Ian Duncan Smith, the Work and Pensions Secretary, accept Mr Cameron must stick to his pledge not to bring in means testing, but they want the guaranteed drop for next year's election. Isn't it time we admitted and accepted that cuts are being made everywhere? There's talk of charging people to go to A&E. In hospitals. Cuts are being made everywhere. So isn't it time that we cut the assumption that every pensioner should get 
free bus travel. Every pensioner should get a winter fuel allowance and every pensioner over the age of 75 should get a free TV licence. 08459 455 555. If you're sensible, if you think about this, it makes sense, doesn't it? We can't keep paying old people to get the bus everywhere. We can't keep doing it. There may be one or two exceptions. It needs to be means-tested, doesn't it? Let's, let's pick, pick a limit. If you are wealthy, let's say if you have got over... over £25,000 in your bank accounts, then you shouldn't get the free bus pass. How about that? Sounds like a good limit, sounds sensible. If you've got over £25,000, then you're well enough, well off enough to pay to get the bus. Aren't you? You're well off enough to pay... For the t- if I don't even know why people get a free TV licence. TV's a luxury, not a necessity. If you've got over £25,000 in your bank account, you're well off enough, you do not need the winter fuel allowance. How about that as a limit? I'm putting it out there as a limit. Let, there's a cut-off point. Let's start with that and see where we go. 08459 455 555. There can't be anybody listening to this now who thinks that everybody over the age of 60, 65, is entitled to free bus travel. It's costing us a fortune. It's costing bus companies a fortune. It's costing my tax a fortune. We need to stop it, don't we? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. You can text me 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Joyce is in Leegrave. Morning, Joyce. Hiya. How are you, Joyce? Do you know you're like a little Hitler, you are. Sorry? You sound like a little Hitler. Beg your pardon? Yeah, you do. You're not my favourite person. I need to take my blood pressure tablets before I put Three Counties Radio on. Because you send people's pressure whizzing up. Whizzing up. Well, that's, that's, that, that proves you're still for, alive, Joyce. And especially with respect. Yes. As you say, old people. Yes. I'll stamp on your toes, Ian. You, well, you, Excuse me. You have to get out of your chair first. That's going to take you ten minutes. is the word, if you don't mind. Reflex. Respect. And also... But you, hang on, you're Joyce. Cutting, Joyce. No, cutting no. television, oh, cutting sense. this, that and the other for the elderly people yes. who's worked for it since they were 14 years of age. Well, not all of them. Some of them are this, lazy. Well, I'm sorry, this is what we're saying. It's gone from 60, 65, 65 to 75. 60, 65, and 75, 75, 75, 75, 75, 75. That's right. Yeah. And the thing Why is, should old people get a free you, TV licence? What did I say about respect, Ian? Well, I, I don't you know. I'm not, I, I'm not listening. Again. You said it again. What? You said old people. But, you, but, but well, what, what should sorry, I use? Why can't they senior, do, why senior can't, citizens? Why can't they have the cuts that they're sending all the money abroad? Why what? should we have to supplement them all Joyce, the time? Joyce. No. Yes. What should I call you then? If I can't call you old people, which is accurate, you are old and you are people, what should I call you? Oh, a senior, older senior citizen. Older senior not citizens. Old people with shawls around them. It's not like that in these days. You when you get older, I and your children shawls. start talking to you like that. But old people. But old, I'm a middle-aged. You, you should set an example with respect for your children as well. How how is calling you old disrespectful? You are old. No one in their mind is old, Ian. It's all in the head. I, I think Dennis is. No. No, you are wrong. And to be quite honest, put a soft pedal on it in the morning. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. And she talks about respect, and yet she hangs up during a phone conversation. She talks... Respect has to be... This is... Okay. Respect has to be earned. 
Okay, just because you've lived for a long time, you don't get my respects. Um, I've just had someone else do that to us as well. It's not very nice, is it? What? what they hung up, hung up on you? They had a go at me yeah. as not you yeah, that's, that's... and then hung up on me. Okay. I'm not you. It's well. That's disrespectful, and I don't get this thing. You've, oh, you've got respect to old people. No, no. What? What? Because I've got respect to them because they've lived a long time. The other thing is, isn't it time that we rebranded the word old? Why has it got a negative connotation? I don't think of old as being a negative thing. It's like um, the word queer was reclaimed, wasn't it? Let's let's recre- reclaim the word queer. Well, old people should do what the gays did. Not everything, but they should reclaim the words. I love Joyce. I do. I'm very surprised to hear her talk to you like that. Uh, she must have had a bad New Year. I'm glad she spoke to you like that. Sorry? Because she's just lovely. Well, she was, she was disrespectful. I don't see what's wrong with calling old people old people. I am middle-aged. Mm. What's wrong with that? Mm. Are we all going to pretend that we're young forever? Is it's like you can't say fat anymore. If someone's fat, they're fat. If someone's old, they're old. If someone's skinny, they're, they're Ryland. It's as simple as that. That's how it works, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Paul's in Milton Keynes. Paul, are you old? <laughs> well, my body is, but my mind isn't. Yeah, the cackle is, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> I think that's the way to look at it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using the phrase "old people," though, is well, there? Well, senior citizen is nice. You See, know. I always thought senior citizen was a little bit um, patronising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, long, the old saying, I don't care what you call me, as long as you don't call me late for dinner. There know, we go, you see. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Uh, so bus passes, we need to get rid of them, don't we, for, well, for senior citizens? I don't know. Well, I've got mine, and I, I take the grandchildren out. I mean, since I've got mine, I know all the bus routes around Milton Keynes, and I had to get to Leighton Buzzard, to Luton Dunstable. I've been on the busway, you know, and that filters down. You, you know, I tell my children about it, tell other people. Um, I mean, why... You know, I mean, having it means tested is it's administrative nightmare, basically. So why not have a 50p, you know, flat fare? You show your pass 50p. I'm sure most people wouldn't begrudge that for a minute. Um, you know, I mean, you look at the Arriva buses around, run around Milton Keynes. They hold, what, 70 people. So, so let's fill them up, you know. And it's, as I say, senior citizens use them and they talk about them. They, they, most senior citizens know all the buses, you know, and it's good. It's good if you if you what you know why 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 not and I mean I've got a vehicle but it's more convenient to use a bus and I enjoy it it's a it's an experience you know you you get you get to your bus stop and it's it's sort of you never quite know what time it's coming but that's um I said I said to my son the other day it's glorious uncertainty you know you <laughs> there's not many uncertain things in life but uh, but they're pretty good they're pretty good well I, I like the idea of subsidised bus so what, what what's what's a bus journey these days it can be two three quid sometimes can't it well for where i live in tablexty it's i think it's about one pound fifty but 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 if it was say 50p i think nothing wrong in that you know what let's let's charge 50p flat fare for pensioners but let's encourage them to use it because you you know the crowd the the roads are getting more and more crowded um you you know damage to roads and if the buses are running let's encourage people to um you know especially senior citizens as i say because you know since i've retired and i use them a lot um, I, know, I know them all. You know, people stopped me at the Bletchley bus station. I could probably help them out. You know, I wouldn't know them all, but I can point them in the right direction. And um, it's fun. Why? It's great fun. I, I, and I enjoy travelling by the bus. But the buses, they're not that expensive. Why should bus travel be subsidised for old people? 
Oh, yeah, but on the other hand, if you don't a little bit, you you might find that those people don't use it at all. So, uh, middle of the day, you know, I mean, I, okay, I've got to pay 50p before half past nine, but middle of the day, they run around not that busy. So, so you know, if you, where I live, there's a bus every eight or ten minutes, number five into Bletchley. So, let's 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 get people on them. And what about the cut off? Twenty five thousand pounds. If you've got over twenty five grand in your bank account, you are wealthy enough to travel on the bus without any subsidy or free bus pass. Yes, but administered. You know how do you how do you prove this? I mean, the cost of doing that. You know, it's a simple system, fifty p flat fare, something like that. You know, I mean, all this having having um, you know means testing. You've got to employ a whole army of civil servants to administer it. You know, it's just the, the whole thing gets bogged down, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people have got loads of money anyway. Probably even if they have a bus pass, yes. they don't use it. And they, I guess they don't. Council, they should get rid of those bus passes then, that because that's 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 my money that's paying for them. Yeah, but if you have one, okay, I don't know what they cost to produce, say ten pounds, twenty pounds, but but probably councils only get charged per because you swipe it as you go in, you swipe it. So the council probably play a pro rata rate on how much, how many are used. You see, Paul, so if you hold one and you don't use it, TV no licenses the for the over seventy-five. TV licenses for the over seventy-five. That is a nonsense, isn't it? Because television is a luxury. It's not a right. Yeah, but there's, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you if you get to seventy five, you know, I mean, I'm well into my sixties now. If you if you get to seventy five, it's a nice little bonus to look forward to. It doesn't cost the country very much money. You, you know, Paul, we've got to end it there. Thank you very much. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I don't like this attitude of just rewarding someone for living a long time. It's like at the Oscars or, or the Grammys or the BAFTAs where they give a Lifetime Achievement Award. What that means is, hey, you're not dead yet. Well done, you survived another year. 08459 455 555. TV licences for the over-75s. That has to be scrapped. The free TV licence has to be scrapped. That, that, that seems obvious to me. Television is a luxury, it's not a right. Bus passes for old people. And if you're an old person... Are you offended by the the phrase old people? What would you rather I called you? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise things are struggling between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking very slow between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, things looking slow on the speed sensors between 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. The A1M southbound also heavy through the Stevenage junctions, that's 8 and 7. On public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, it's coming up to 7.46. It's Monday, the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford is to finally get a new bus station after years of false starts and delays. The Chancellor's to warn today that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. In football, Stevenage will face Premier League side Everton in the FA Cup fourth round. Coming up, more about the Wolverton Health Centre and what are we supposed to call old people? Joyce in Leegrave doesn't like the phrase old people. Well, what am I supposed to say then? 08459 455 555. And if you are an old person who's talking about respect, can you not be so rude to uh, Kelly and Catherine when they answer your phone calls and then not hang up on them, please? Thank you. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, hi, a very good morning to you. We've got some heavy showers around for the rest of the day today. Certainly the risk of them, perhaps a little bit of hail, some thunder in the mix at times too. It's all terribly exciting along with some squally gusts of wind. Away from the showers, there will be lots of dry, brighter spells uh, with a fairly brisk southwesterly wind. And it is mild, that's the good news. So temperatures today up to 11 or 12 degrees Celsius, 52 in Fahrenheit. Just rather difficult driving conditions, of course, where we do have those showers. And it's likely to be quite a tricky drive home as well with the showers becoming a little bit more frequent into the evening rush hour. So uh, watch out for the wet weather through the course of the day today and overnight but I think the second half of the night should be a drier picture temperatures down to around 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. A good scattering of showers again tomorrow. Uh, Lots of dry bright weather in between though we'll see temperatures round about the same so fairly mild. Still quite windy on Tuesday by the time we get to the middle of the week well it's looking drier not dry but drier and uh, it does look like the end is in sight now for the um, the stormy spell that we've been seeing recently. That's the forecast. Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Chet and Partook. Wrong button. It's about more than just goals. You're the eyes and the ears of the fans who are trying to listen back at home. Where the ball is on the pitch, that, that's so important in the role of the listener. You do try to paint the picture and give the fans the feeling that they can soak in the same atmosphere that we're getting at the ground. Be a nice impartial viewpoint and keep everyone up to date with the club. I think that's why commentary is so important. You still can't beat live commentary. You might be able to find out within seconds if a goal has been scored, but with commentating, you're telling people as it happens. It's about more than just goals. Three County Sports. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Chet and Partick. No, no, BBC, no, not, no, radio. no, no. What on earth is going on with this? This should be... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, David Cameron has reluctantly agreed to keep bus passes and free TV licences and winter fuel allowance for all pensioners. Reluctantly. Although Ian Duncan Smith and George Osborne have said, yeah, OK, right, you can have it until 2015. And then after that, we need to rethink it. And they've got a point, haven't they? With all the cuts that are being made, with all the money we need to save, there are some people that don't need those free passes. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Ian's in Red Bull. Morning, Ian. Morning, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too, boss. What would you like to say? Um, I really, I think that there shouldn't be universal at all. Um, they shouldn't have free bus passes, they shouldn't have free TV licences, and they shouldn't have winter fuel allowances because if you look at Waitrose and Marks and Spencer in the food hall, it's all 65 year olds. It's not people my age. We have the Tesco's and Sainsbury's. That's what the first point. I can't, yes, I can't, I can't afford a regular shop in M&S. Now and then I'll treat myself, but I can't afford that. And you're right, it is all pensioners in there. It is all pensioners in there. And the second thing is, these people 65, 70 now, you know, for example, my parents bought a house in 1987 for £45,000. They sold it in the year 2000 for £180,000. Boom. Now, this is, well, a lot of these pensioners, oh, no, no, that's not right. Most of these pensioners that are shopping at Marks and Spencer's at Waitrose 
their house, when the house price exploded in the 80s and 90s, and they're sitting on this cash, that cash switch. The people that we should be looking after are the pensioners that really do have nothing at all. Ian, I'm going to let you go because the line's not great, but I think you made your point. Thank you for that. Ian is suggesting there that lots of pensioners are uh, property rich, and some even have properties abroad. George is in St Albans. Morning, George. Are you are you property rich? Um, I've got a house. I haven't got property anywhere else. How much is your house worth? Uh, my house is worth half a million. Flipping X, are you loaded? No, I'm not. You, the house you, is, I can't live off of the house. Have you paid off the mortgage? Pardon? Have you paid off your mortgage? I paid off my mortgage oh, 30, 40 years ago. Right, then, then give up your free bus pass. Why? Uh, do, you ever, do you ever get on the bus? Yes, I love it. I love travelling by bus. You do travel on the oh, bus? I do a lot, yes. Do you notice how much the fares cost? They, they cost a few quid, yeah. Yeah, they do. If you go from Chisel Green, where I live, to St Albans, it costs you pound fifty. Well, hang on, that's nothing. It's nothing to you. Well, you're sitting on half a million quid. I haven't got half a million quid. I've got a load of bricks built into a shape of a house. How, how big is the? Uh, how big is this uh, house? How many bedrooms? A seventy-detached, three-bedroom house. How many people live in that house? One, Sell me. It. I'm afraid my poor wife died. I'm and... sorry to hear that, that George, and that, that obviously is, uh, is very sad. But, but why didn't you move, why didn't you downsize? So get somewhere, nice little one bedroom uh, apartment. You'll, you'll probably get about three hundred grand. You'll be loaded. Yeah, I, I don't want to move. I, I live in a marvellous place. I'm sure um, you do. Chisel so, Green is one of the best places. Chisel Green is gorgeous. But but then why should I subsidise your travel but just you because don't. you don't want to move? You don't. I mean, if you're a poor man and you don't get very much money at the BBC or whichever company you work for... Um, I do all right. I bet you do. Yeah, I do all um, right. And, I mean, footballers and all, all these sort of people who get millions of pounds... Yes. Why shouldn't they do the subsidising of the buses? Well, no, but hang on. But, but for, for those people that need it, but you've, you've we, quite clearly stated that you don't need it. We, we, when I retired from work, I was getting £10,000 a year to keep the house and the wife and the children and yeah. everything. Yeah. You, you so you're know, jealous. And, and if I have any money, I saved like hell. I, I packed up smoking. I don't drink. OK. Um, well, good for you. George, very quickly, final thing, and I appreciate you coming on this morning. Do you mind being called an old person? I don't mind being killed. called an old There we go, George. Listen, I'll let you go. You've been a good sport. Thank you. 08459 555 Now, patients in Wolverton are having to walk past their brand-new, shiny £2.5 million health centre to visit an old, decommissioned, leaky building with no heating. The new Wolverton Health Centre had been due to be opened in November, but it suffered continual delays. NHS England has blamed building regulations and legal guidelines, but in the meantime, staff at the old health centre are having to work in poor conditions. Or well, Shine Dalvey is the practice manager at Wolverton Health Centre. Morning, Shine. It's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? Yes, it is, unfortunately. Whose fault is it? Um, I don't know who you can directly blame. The project has been going on for a really, really long time. I think it took a long time to kickstart the project. Uh, when it eventually kickstarted after 11 years, it's still 
we still had delays. But you should have been there two months ago. We had all that fiasco about the chairs, then that got sorted out, and we were promised that people would be would be let in in November, and they've still not. Someone has, has screwed up spectacularly here, haven't they? Absolutely. Um, NHS England are the successor organisation of the Primary Care Trust, um, and unfortunately they're not happy with a lot of things that were agreed, and that's part of the problem at the moment. So what, what, are, what exactly are the problems that are stopping you moving in? Um, the whole project in itself, um, one of the problems were the list, uh, which has been approved now. The list? Yes. What does that mean? Um, the lift in the building... Oh, the lift. Sorry, I thought you said lift. So the, the lift in the building. OK, that's been approved now. That's been approved now. The other things are minor things. There were other things for the community staff who were occupying 25% of the building. They weren't happy with their lease. And there are a few additional minor things that we're still waiting to hear about, but they seem to be taking an awfully long time. So is it the practice's fault or is it NHS England's fault? It is not the practice's fault. So it's NHS England's fault? Um, well, I don't know who you can direct the blame to, but unfortunately the practice um, are the middle people and we can't move in without the authorisation. Whose responsibility was it to get the building checked and signed off by the building regs? Um, there's several people's responsibility. The people who um, um, we're responsible to are NHS England, um, and there are several stakeholders for this project. There's the so it was NHS England's responsibility to get the building signed off by the building regulations? Um, there's the developer as well who have to get it signed off as well to ensure okay. the building regulations. And that in, in no way came under the Wolverton Health Centre's remit. They, they weren't responsible. You weren't responsible for getting the building signed off. No. How have patients reacted? They must be furious. Well, unfortunately, we get patients complaining every single day. Um, like I said, they've waited 11 years for this project to be kick-started again and then to find out the building was ready on time, but we can't move in. Um, the conditions are quite poor at the health centre, so to walk past a lovely building to come into pretty much what's what, an eyesore. What, what, what are the conditions like there, Shine? Um, well, the building's a temporary building, so it's past its sell-by date as such. Um, it has been decommissioned a while back, so when it rains we have to find buckets for the leaks. Um, and sometimes elites can be on electrical equipment, which we have to call in facilities to to try and move the computer system. So we have buckets everywhere oh when it rains. Uh, that's not ideal. Additionally, um, the heating is so old, it's not adequate. So we have to supplement the heating with fan heaters, and we just don't have enough to go around. Even with the fan heaters, there's gaps uh, from in the ceiling which gives out a lot of cold air. Mm. Staff have to sometimes wear their coats. Um, and that, again, is Well, that's not ideal. good enough, is it? Shine, have you got any idea when you'll be able to move into this fantastic new health centre? Unfortunately not. We have never been given an ETA. That must be very frustrating. It's frustrating, absolutely frustrating, because obviously, uh, for the new building, whatever was set up, I have to keep speaking to the suppliers... Um, to tell them, I don't know when, I don't know when, and I feel like I'm repeating myself constantly. So I cannot make any plans at all. 
I'm just, I'm, I've got been sent a statement. NHS England refused to come on the show this morning, but they, they've sent a statement. Let me just read you a bit of this, Shine. Uh, as we noted before, there are legal guidelines and building regulations that must be met. As soon as there is confirmation that the outstanding issues have been resolved, a time frame for the move can be shared. Does that fill you with confidence? Um, well, I think it fills me with confidence once I have a time frame for mm. the move. I think we've been waiting for quite some time. Um, I, I, I think we need that um, as soon as possible. Shine, listen, we have to end it there. Hopefully we can talk to you soon when we have a date. Shine Dalvey, practice manager at Wolverton Health Centre. If you are using the old Wolverton Health Centre, can you give me a call? Just how bad it is. It sounds awful. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is stop-start now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The M1 southbound slow going between 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. On the A5 southbound also struggling, that's between Kensworth and the M1 Junction 9. In Milton Keynes, standing way looking busy into the centre of town. And on public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. So I've just been told that what a member of the BBC Three Counties Radio elite team, Gail, has seen the film Searching for Sugar Man. She doesn't want to come down and talk about it, though. She says it's a load of old rubbish. Well, thanks very much for your support, Gail. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Bedford to finally get a new bus station. Chancellor warns of more austerity and still no opening date for the Wolverton Health Centre. BBC Three Counties Radio. The long-awaited redevelopment of Bedford bus station is about to get underway. After years of plans which came to nothing, the bus station will be knocked down and replaced. Labour councillor Sean Hunt worked on the plans over the years when she sat on the Town Centre Management Committee. Even though it's not the original scheme, um, I think this revamp scheme, firstly the car parks and the toilets um, will be better and the way in which everything is being planned to be done I think will make it a much more pleasant place to uh, catch a bus. Four masked men with copper pipes made to look like guns robbed the Asda supermarket in Biggleswade at the weekend. The robbers assaulted a security guard and threatened staff as they were cashing up at the shop in Church Street at 10pm on Saturday night. They took a large amount of cash and made their getaway in a dark blue Audi A4 with false 52 registration plates, which was driven by another man. The Chancellor, George Osborne, is warning that 2014 will be a year of hard truths with further significant cuts to public spending. More details from our political correspondent, Carol Walker. In his speech today, he'll say that painful cuts have reduced the deficit by a third. But he'll point out we are still borrowing £100 billion a year and paying half that amount in annual interest on our debts. The Chancellor will, though, please many in his party by saying that permanently cutting spending is the way to permanently cut taxes. 
Robbers have gone on a spree in East Hertfordshire, raiding around 15 vehicles for jewellery, sat-navs, audio equipment, cash, sunglasses and golf clubs. Between Saturday afternoon and early Sunday morning, they got into the cars and vans in Great Amwell and Ware, some of which had been left unlocked by their owners. The robbers climbed over walls or forced their way through locked gates to get to some vehicles parked on driveways. NHS officials say they still don't know when the new Wolverton Health Centre will open. The brand new building was due to be completed and ready for patients last November. Sarah Dockery from the Wolverton Patient Participation Group says she understands legal issues and problems with building regulations have been resolved. I think the most embarrassing thing has actually been that we've not been able to give patients a full explanation. It's been very hard to have consistent responses from NHS England and the developers because I think patients do actually understand if there's a genuine reason why we can't move in. Obviously, patients would want it to be resolved. In football, Stevenage have drawn a home game against Premier League side Everton in the FA Cup fourth round. There's also a chance for Watford and the MK Dons to play top-flight sides, but both need to get through replays first. Watford have drawn Manchester City or Blackburn at home if they can beat Bristol. The MK Dons will play Crystal Palace if they win their replay against Wigan. The weather, windy with sunshine and scattered blustery showers, some of them heavy with a chance of hail and thunder this afternoon, a high of 10 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Hang on, I've got a mouthful of nuts. That's better. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, back from Christmas and New Year here every weekday morning between 6 and 9am. Lots to talk about this morning, including new bus station in Bedford. At last, at last! Should old people get free bus passes and free television licences? And women, admit it, come on. You agree with Kirsty Alsop, you enjoy doing the housework. Also, we've been talking about the Wolverton Health Centre. It's still not open, two months after it was supposed to open. If you've used the old Wolverton Health Centre, just how bad is it? We, We spoke to the practice manager... Who said there are uh, leaks, there is wind blowing through, the doctors have to wear coats. Do get in touch, 08459 455 555. You can also send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, we were talking uh, about the Wolverton uh, Health Centre, how it's uh, still not open. We spoke to Shine Dalvey, who is the practice manager at the Wolverton Health Centre. They're having to use the old health centre. Well, Grant is outside now. Morning, Grant. Yeah. Grant, well, I... are you, you're queuing up to use the health centre this morning, are you? Well, you have to queue up to get an appointment, like, for that day. There's any way to, to go in the morning, some way to work. Especially for my daughter, got really bad cough. So, um, yeah, I'm in the queue right now. How many people are in the queue? Um, well, about 25. Wow. wow. There's, little, there's people with little kids here as well. Yeah. And what's the, what are conditions like in the health centre? It's sort of an old building. It's not, it's not, it's not very modern. It's not terrible. Do you know what I mean? But 
it's just not very sort of modern. No, yeah. we, we've been told that there, there are leaks and that there are drafts, and it's pretty unpleasant inside. I mean, you know, I, when I don't have to go that often, luckily, and I've never noticed any of them sitting in reception or in any of the offices, you know, when you get called to the doctor. So maybe it's if you're a bit older, you might be more, uh, you know, susceptible to feeling drafts and stuff like that. Okay. Grant, you also want to, it says on my screen you want to talk to me about the Beatles. Well, do you remember I chatted to you before about my Beatles tribute band? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a gig in Boreham Wood, Hertfordshire, on the 1st of February. Yep. And the boys are willing to come in and play and do a few tunes, if, if you would have us. You're in. You're booked. Your t- You're booked. I, I've, I've, got, I've got Ringo, no, I've got George and Paul and myself, John, and we, I haven't chatted to Ringo yet. But we could do, like, an acoustic-y thing. But you, listen, stay on the line, speak to Kelly Betts. You're booked. You're coming in. Can you Good. do me a favour, though, Grant? Yeah. We also had a phone call from Jane, who stood in that queue that you're in, but her right. phone is off. Could you just shout out and see if there's a Jane there, please? Really? Y- yeah. Everyone will look at me. I know. OK, hold on. Jane? Is anyone called Jane there? Are you Jane? Jane, you're back there. Were you, were you talking on the radio before? Oh, G- yeah, give, Jane G- give Jane your phone, if you don't mind. Ian Lee wants to have a word. Hold on. Hello, is that Jane? Hello. Is that Jane? Hello. Hello, yes. Jane, you called us and then we couldn't call you back. Oh, there's something wrong with my phone. Oh, blimey. Your yeah, ki- you, can always, you can buy me a new one. That'd be nice. Sorry? Where has that come <laughs> from, you lunatic? You're stood in that queue as well. Have you been inside the old health centre recently? Yes, yeah. How bad is it? Um, it's, it's quite run down. Um... The, the seating area is, is quite poor, but um, it's usable. Uh, I think the main issue is we're trying to get an appointment. I, I've just seen a man who must be in his 90s with a, a very, very elderly lady mm. having to come here, lining up in the cold and getting dripped on. And I just think it's outrageous. Well, I, I think that's... Even when they get the new health centre, and if someone correct me if I'm wrong, I think that system will, will still remain in place, that you have to queue to get the, the, appointment, the best appointments. Well, I think we need to set up an action group and get something done about it because we pay we pay our national insurance and uh, taxes. This is just absolutely outrageous. How frustrating is it, Jane? You've probably walked past that brand new spanking new uh, health centre that you're not allowed in, and you've got to queue out in the cold and wet for for this place. How frustrating is that? Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not really too interested in that. I just yeah. want my mum to be able to phone up and get an appointment. Well. Whether, whether they're in the new building or not, the management here needs a good shake-up. Jane, I appreciate your call this morning. If you give the phone back to Grant, uh, that's very kind of you. Jane, thank you very much. Grant, stay on the line. Uh, Kelly Betts will take your details. And we, we have got the Beatles coming in, dear listener. The Beatles will be coming in to the studio. Now, it's been a long time coming, a brand new bus station for Bedford. Work is set to get started shortly on the £8.8 million redevelopment, and it should all be finished by the end of the year. Having said that, the public toilets have already been completely refurbished, whereas the car park on Greyfriars is almost done with 142 extra spaces. Well, Justin Dealey is... uh, You're near the bus station, aren't you, Justin? Well, I'm literally quite opposite the bus station. To be be quite honest with you, it is absolutely... 
absolutely dreadful. Um, I can totally understand why the, these redevelopment plans are in place because as you walk into the bus station, uh, the floors are dirty. It, it's just horrible. Now, in a second, you're going to be talking live to the Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson, but I've been talking to uh, Molly, who uses the, the, the bus service here on a regular basis, and here's how she describes the bus station. It's very blue, it's very drab. Okay, the, the orange seats do tend to brighten it up a bit, but um, it's it's a mess. It's to me, it's a mess. Look at the floors. Yeah, I know. There's there's rubbish all over, chewing gum littered all over the way. The litter bins are disgraceful. Um, it really is a mess, to be truthful. I mean, you know, if uh, if Kim and Aggie were here, they'd have a field day. <laughs> they would. <laughs> uh, you must be thrilled about these redevelopment plans. It is good. It is good. But then again, you know, you've got to have pride. In, in your town, you've got to have pride in the, in the facilities that are available. If you don't take pride in it, you know, in, 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 in sort of looking after and all the rest of it, then, you know, it is going to go to rack and ruin. And I sort of feel that sometimes some people, obviously in the town, they, they don't, you know, younger generation don't have any pride. What's it like here with the younger generation? Are they hanging around the bus stop at, at night? They are. I mean, I, I do shift work, so my last bus to get home is at half past seven. And there's always kids hanging about, and they're either... I mean, I've seen them skating up and down, making noise. I've seen fights occurring in the bus station, and nothing is ever done. Yeah. It's just... it's an embarrassment. So it's all uh, very well having these new plans yeah, to, to make yeah. it look good, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to come here yeah. as well and, and make sure yeah. these things don't continue to happen. Well, that's right you know I mean I know there is CCTV up um, etc but it still doesn't make you feel sort of safe for want of another word um, I mean I certainly wouldn't like to work any longer than that or be down here like um, latish at night from sort of like half past eight onwards I certainly wouldn't feel safe Okay, just lastly, uh, if your friends came to Bedford and they came to meet you and they, they got off a bus here at the station, would you feel embarrassed about them getting off a bus here in your town? I would. I would, to be truthful. Um, I mean, my mum lives in St. Neots. She used to catch the bus. She's a bit elderly, obviously, now. But I did. I used to feel embarrassed about, you know, the state of it. But it's uh, all going to change. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be for the best. Yeah. And let's just hope that when they do make the changes that, you know, it's um, people have a bit more pride. In, in what it looks like, etc., and it doesn't let it get down to the worst um, that it is at the moment. Yeah. Fingers know. crossed. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed no for your time. Problem. Happy New Year. Same to you, my friend. You take care now. There you go, Ian. So the words of Molly are uh, clearly um, not a very good uh, reference point yeah. there for Bedford Bus Station. Uh, and I, you've got the Mayor, Dave Hodgson, there with you, haven't you, Justin? Yeah, he's listening into you, Ian. Absolutely. Morning, Dave. Dave, why has why this taken so long? This has been talked about for years and years and years. Yeah, about, about 30 years, Ian. I mean, it, we've actually managed to get the money together in very difficult times. Uh, we're re we've o already opened the toilets. The service car park is, uh, is open. We're working on the multi-store car park and later this month early next month we start to knock down the bus station and rebuild a brand new one is it going to affect how is it going to affect local business the uh, as the building takes place well we're working with businesses i've already had one meeting with them to make sure we do all the signage obviously as we knock down the bus station we're gonna to have to change where the buses uh, depart from 
and we've got a road show and church square just behind the bus station on the 15th and 22nd of January. I'm going to make sure we keep all the, uh, the use of the bus informed because obviously it's a 40-week project. We want to make sure people can still use the buses during the time we're rebuilding the bus station. Now, Dave, 8.8 million. Sounds like a lot of money. It's a lot less than you were originally um, uh, aiming for. Are you going to be able to achieve what you want with that much money? Well, the original programme, the, the, the West of Bedford programme, was actually realigning a road, moving a road, knocking down, compulsory purchasing a load of, uh, of buildings. That's not happening. It's actually looking at the bus station and making sure we have a bus station fit for 2014. Do you have a, a precise date when things are going to get underway? Uh, we've got a provisional date to the 22nd, uh, 27th of January, so later this month, early next month. OK. And how do you think, when it finishes in 40 weeks' time, how do you think Bedford will benefit from this much? Will it, will it recoup the money you're spending? Well, I believe so. I mean, we've been talking, you've, you've said yourself, you know, it's been long-weighted. Uh, and Molly said as in, in, in the uh, previous bit, you know, it's about people having pride in their town, about actually saying we'll, we'll be delighted to welcome people to the bus station. I think that will actually have a good effect to the town centre. Well, Dave, listen, I wish you the best of luck. I'm uh, hoping it all goes to plan and we'll, we'll speak again as the project progresses. Thanks very much for your time. Mayor Dave Hodgson, 08459 555 555. Let's uh, do a quick text here about uh, pensions and... Uh, Bus passes for old people. Ian, David Cameron said, we will reward those that work hard. So far, if you manage to get to a pensioner's age, you could have could have your head earned money taken away by including your house if you need care. I don't quite understand this. I now have to work longer, like my wife, before I ever get a pension, while other pensioners in other EU countries retire early. Now they want to take away free bus passes, winter fuel allowance and free TV licences. If you've not worked or have never had any money, when you get to a pensionable age, everything is free. It pays to do very little in this country, so why bother voting? Well, what do you think? Isn't it time that bus passes were means-tested? If you've got £25,000 in the bank, or more, you don't get a free bus pass. How's about them apples? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is stop-start between 21 for the M1 and Junction 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, slow going between 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And there are problems on the M1 Junction 11 roundabout because a tanker has broken down. Queues on all the approaches there and especially on the A505 Dunstable Road looking very slow indeed. The A1 southbound, very slow between Eaton Soken and also the Black Cat roundabout. On public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 8.16. It's uh, Monday the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford is to finally get a new bus station after years of false starts and delays. The Chancellor is to warn today that more government cuts will be needed to deal with the deficit and stabilise the economy. In football, Stevenage will face Premier League side Everton in the FA Cup fourth round. The weather, it's going to be windy with sunshine and heavy blustery showers and a high of 10 Celsius. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that I wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely. You've got it. You've nailed it. I am so happy. Thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Hello, Tim. Nice to Hello, see you. Hello, morning. You, you haven't <clears> seen <throat> Searching for Sugar Man, but you've heard the record. Uh, I've heard the record. I think it's brilliant. Yep. Um, and I, after listening to your show this morning, I do feel like I have seen the film as well. It's about this singer, Rodriguez. Yes. Okay. And in 1969... Oh, here we go. Uh, no, yeah. what? Because this is... Well, we had this this morning. Anyway, it's about this singer, Rodriguez, 1969. Dennis, are you with me? Yeah, yeah Rodriguez, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Kath, are you with me? Hey, Whippets, I've seen it, yes. Oh, we, well, no, I haven't seen what? it. You were not oh, no, how, well, I was listening vaguely. Oh. I thought you'd be on my side. We're of a similar age. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, I'm on your side. I've, I've, I'm aware it's a very good film. I'd like to see it, and I do think the music's fantastic. And I love the romance of the story. I'm very much caught up in the romance of that particular story. Okay. So, basically... Oh, no, please. Can you cut in from halfway? What's on your, what's on your show, Tim? Uh, right. Uh, yes, well, I've been enjoying your uh, conversation this morning um, about whether or not it's reasonable to perhaps remove the, the universal benefits of the winter fuel, the yep. TV licence, the bus pass for uh, for pensioners and I, I don't think i've heard one solid gold argument as to why we should maintain them necessarily it seems like the lib dems uh, labor uh, a number of prominent conservatives all agree it's time we took it away um david cameron i think we'd all agree for some time it has been quite clear on this that he absolutely wanted to ring fence it although after Mar this weekend i'm a bit unsure now as to whether or not he will do or not when it comes to the next parliament but people often will talk about people like um peter stringfellow for example as these yep. well-off pensioners who obviously don't need it but i was talking to my dad last night my dad's 70 years old yeah uh and he i said to him do you need your winter fuel allowance he said no i said do you need your bus pass he said no i never use the bus i said so is there any point in you having it he said no not really and i think there would be lo- my parents aren't particularly well off they're just your average uh, uh average couple who've saved quite hard over the years yeah they do own their house although house price is obviously a lot cheaper when they bought it um but I'm not sure that there there is any reason now to have this assumption that you get to a, a certain age and you'll get things for free. I know it's something I've heard you say this morning. I, but I am open to reason, of course, open to people's phone calls. Is there any good reason to give benefits to well-off pensioners? So it's 08459 555555. You can text me 81333, starting your message with... Th- <coughs> 3CR. Yeah, the come. winter cold is... It. I'm just battling it, hence the, hence the scarf I've, around the I've old Adam's apple. woke up with a little throat. I've did got did a li- you? Yeah, I've got a little throat. I might have to have some time off sick. Did you have anything in it, or... Uh... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties right. Radio. Here we go. Lots to talk about. You can give me a call about uh, enjoying, enjoying the housework, although I suspect... I suspect... The majority of you want to talk about bus passes. They are being brought into question again as to whether everybody should be entitled to a free bus pass if just because they're old, just because you've reached a certain age. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you use your free bus pass, or if you have a free bus pass, how important is it in your life? Does it make a huge difference to your life? Or are you like Tim's parents? Don't use it. Not that bothered. 
Rita's in Farley Hill. Morning, Rita. Good morning. Rita, what would you like to say? It makes a big difference in my life. Tell me how. Well, I'm a pensioner. And I've worked all my life. And in other countries, pensioners get treated properly, not in this country. Why do they not get treated properly? Well, I'm, I'm Irish. And in Ireland, the pensioners get everything that they're entitled to. Well, what do you mean? They get free free phone. What? Free free phone, free travel. Free phone? Yes, free phone, free travel, free fuel when they become a certain age. And they do abroad as well. I've worked all my life in this country, and I think anybody, yes, the very rich who can afford... Uh, uh, who can afford to go by car and have cars and who have earned that money, they should, yes, be me, uh, give, back, give back the passes if they you've, can. You've proven, Rita, why we shouldn't be giving so much free stuff to uh, elderly people. We should be giving it to people sh- who, who need it. Shall I tell you, shall I tell you how you've, you've um, completely backed up my argument? Why? Ireland went bankrupt spectacularly, didn't it? Yes, but yes. Ireland are back, back, yeah. back do, now. do you not think that maybe one of the reasons that they went bankrupt spectacularly was because they were giving old people everything they wanted? Free phones? Are you having a laugh, love? No, I don't. That's insane. No, it's not. What, so, so we can pay for some old person when to phone I up work. some chat line or something? When I work. Some old codger phoning up Babe Station. I'm paying for it. When I worked, I subsided everybody. So you subsided them. Well, I I put it in my money and yep. like you do. Yeah. And does the government yes. get free al- petrol allowance? I don't. I don't know the specifics of that. I don't see the relevance. Well, the relevance is they get free f- free uh, travel everywhere when they're going anywhere. I'm sure they don't put her, put their hand in their pocket for the pay. Rita, thank you very much. In the free phone calls in Ireland for old people. Come on. No, what, so, so Dennis can phone up Playboy TV? No, I'm not having that for one second. An island where it didn't just go bankrupt, it went amazingly bust. Could be a connection there. Shirley's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Ian. Shirley, what can I do for you this morning? Um, well, the, about the bus passes. Yeah. Um, now, if I didn't have my bus pass, I would be housebound. I would not go anywhere. And I just feel it's knocked the pensioner every single time. They've cut pension credit, which has made me a lot worse off. And now they want to do away with the bus passes. I pay for my television licence because I should be 70 this year. So I pay for my television licence. But I just live from week to week, hand to mouth from week to week. Everything is going up, all the fuel bills are going up. My fuel allowance goes on my fuel. Um, and it, it's just a case of not the pensioners. Why don't they start at the top with themselves? Start with themselves and start cutting all their blinking benefits. Well, they, they have, don't they? They've, they've cut... the pensioners all the time. They, 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 I'm the, sick of it. The politicians have cut their, um, what they can, um, uh, their allowances, haven't they? Well, so they damn well should. Yeah, they well, they've, they've done it. So they, we they, do. Well, they, yeah, because that's part, that's part of the job description. It sounds like the old jealousy. Well, 
It's it's a case of not the pensioner. They're all flipping millionaires, most of them. Not all of them. Significant number are, but not all of them. A lot of them, Ian, are millionaires. Excuse me, don't make me shout because I'm really not well Well, well if you shout, it's not because of me. It's it's, that's your choice. It's it's a case of knock the pensioner every. But they're not just knocking pensioners. Everybody, everybody is facing cuts, aren't they? And and facing the the, the increases in daily living. I, I am. Everybody is. So pensioners. Why should they be excluded well, from do that? Do they want us pensioners to be housebound all the while? Then have you? Do you live in your own home? Have you paid off your mortgage? No, I haven't paid. Have off you got more than twenty-five thousand pounds in the bank? Oh no, I've got fifty-nine pound in the bank. Well, then surely uh, under my regime, you'd still be allowed subsidised bus travel. You yes. wouldn't be allowed a free TV licence, though. No, I'm not allowed a free TV no. licence. Not yeah. I'm seventy-five. Well, even even then, I wouldn't allow that. But I would allow you to travel on the buses. Oh, that's very nice of you. You're, you're very welcome. I've got a heart. I sometimes wonder. Huh? I sometimes wonder because you seem to have knocked the pension of something chronic this I've morning. I've just given you a, these bus passes. I've just given you a free bus pass, Shirley. Well, I'm entitled. Well, if I were king, you would be entitled, yes, but not everybody would. There are some people, and you must agree, there are some people. Peter Stringfellow. Oh, uh, I've seen a programme with Peter Stringfellow he's where good, he tried to give his money back. And they would not accept it. OK, but he doesn't deserve a free bus pass, does he? No, no, he tried to give it back and he tried to give his fuel allowance back. Okay. I watched the programme. OK. And they wouldn't... <coughs> oh! <excuse> hey! <coughs> Whoa! And they... So I'm suffering with a really bad bout of flu. Do you want me to come and rub something on your chest? No, I can do that myself. Thank Shirley, you. thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Lynn in Hazelmere. Morning, Lynn. Morning, Ian. Lynn, what... I'm back. Well, thank you very much. And it's, what a pleasure it is to be back as well. Lovely. Yes. What do you reckon about these bus passes? Um, well, as I work in sheltered housing, I manage three different schemes. And um, I think if you took away the bus pass, then a lot of mine wouldn't be going anywhere. And it's, it's almost uh, like a treat. You know, they can go into town or they can, um, you know, a couple of them go off on, at different places with their bus pass. And I've got a lot of people that you've got to remember... Just because you, your pension age, they do get older, and then they have to stop using their cars, and none of mine are sitting on a lot of money. Um, and I think <clears throat> even when you say 25,300, 25, it's not really enough. You need to, because a lot of mine have to pay for their care as well, if they go under their, um, that amount. And I think a lot of these people, you know, they've, they've worked hard all their lives, they're living in sheltered housing. They want something to leave to their families because they're of that generation. And I think if you start... Ah, ah, taking, but listen, no... No, 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 if you start taking away all the, all the nice treats, they might as well... Hang on a second, Lynn. I don't want to... I'm not paying for somebody else's treats. And the thing about they want to leave something behind for their children and their grandchildren, I, I hate to sound cold... But tough if they can't. My mum, who's 63, is in uh, uh, a care home, and she's paying £1,300 a week, a week, for her care. Now, she's devastated that my and my sister's and my kids' inheritance is going to be um, used up. It's gutting. It's tough. We just have to deal with it. So I'm not buying the inheritance oh, no, thing. On the, on the other hand, then, you look at the 11% that... Um the, the government has actually had in, in pay rise. You know, I'm sure... Well, it hasn't happened yet. Was, yeah, I know. But I'm sure if we had somebody more practical in power, because I don't trust any of them at the moment, they don't keep their promises, they do exactly what they want, 
and we kind of live in a me-first society. We need to look after our elderly people and respect them. And, you know, so what if they've got a bus pass? I'm not talking about your very rich people now. Stringfellow. Yes, I'm not talking about people like that. I'm talking about your average older person. You know, um, I've seen so many people at the moment that, you know, their bus pass is the only treat they have because um, if they didn't have that, they wouldn't go out. They get... If they don't go out, they get depressed, they stay in. Well, I mean, what kind of world are we living in? Lynn, thank you very much for your time this morning. Lynn in Hazelmere, nice to talk to you. 08459 555 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, between Buckingham and Thornborough at the minute on the A421, the road is closed because of a fallen tree and fallen power cable, so do expect delays in the local area there. In Leegrave, the A505, that's Dunstable Road, is very slow. That's around the M1 Junction 11 roundabout because a fuel tanker has broken down. The M1 itself, southbound, is slow going between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. The M25, anti-clockwise, very slow between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. After years of waiting, bus passengers in Bedford are to finally get a new bus station this year. Work will start shortly to, shortly to knock down the current building and replace it with a new one. Four masked men with copper pipes made to look like guns robbed the Asda supermarket in Biggleswade at the weekend. The robbers assaulted a security guard and threatened staff as they were cashing up on Saturday night. And the Chancellor says a further £25 billion of spending cuts are needed before the deficit is eliminated and Britain returns to surplus. The weather, it'll be windy today with sunshine and scattered blustery showers. On to sport and in football, the FA Cup fourth round draw was made yesterday and Watford, MK Dons and Stevenage could all face Premier League opponents. Our sports editor Jeff Doyle reports. Stevenage's reward for beating championship opponents on Saturday is a home tie against Premier League high flyers Everton, whose manager Roberto Martinez won the cup last season. The sides played each other in the Capital One Cup earlier in the season and Stevenage took Everton to extra time. If Watford beat Bristol City in their third round replay, they could face another trip to last year's losing finalist Manchester City, who they lost to last season. That's if City beat Blackburn. And if MK Dons get past Wigan in their replay, they'll host Premier League strugglers Crystal Palace. In the third round of the FA Cup, Manchester United were knocked out for the competition by Swansea after a late goal, making it 2-1. Nottingham Forest scored 5-0 to knock out Premier League strugglers West Ham. Luton Town manager John Still says he's thrilled with their form over the Christmas and New Year period. Despite drawing at Lincoln on Saturday, the Hatters picked up 13 points from a possible 15 and are five points clear at the top of the conference. Still is delighted. We have great support and the boys were up for it and... You know, I, I look at the, the, the festive period of, uh, of five games and to have taken 13 for 15 fantastic, mm. is just fantastic. When you look at the quality of opposition we've played, it's fantastic. In cricket, the England coach Andy Flower says he's not proud of his team's performances in the Ashes series but insists he wants to continue in the job. His side suffered a 5-0 whitewash in Australia. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. 
call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's good to be back after having two weeks off. Um, JVS is still off, so Tim will be sitting in for him at nine o'clock. Lots to talk about. I'm surprised, can I, I'm surprised that no, no one has called in. Very few people have called in saying that they enjoy doing the ironing. It's on the front page of the Telegraph. Women enjoy ironing, says Kirsty Alsop. Women secretly like doing mundane household chores such as washing and ironing, Kirsty Alsop has claimed. We go to the full report, page five, to discover more. Women secretly enjoy doing uh, mundane household chores, says Kirsty Alsop. Uh, she finds it therapeutic. She said, I'm not doing the ironing because I have to, but if I get a chance, I find it immensely therapeutic. So she, d- she does it because she enjoys it. And I think, I think that most women do enjoy it, but you're embarrassed to admit it because you, you, you've listened to, to these, these intellectual feminists, the Jermaine Greers, the Sporty Spice, all of these women who've told you that you don't have to do the housework. You are an independent individual women. Let's all share everything. But secretly, secretly, you find it very satisfying. When you look at that pile of clothes that you've ironed, you find it very satisfying. Oh, wait, four, five, nine. Four, double, five, five, double, five, if you want to give me a call on that. Uh, Kelly Betts, who works here, uh, she's been set a mission. Her mission is to go and do some ironing today and tell me how good she feels afterwards. We'll play that for you tomorrow. Uh, the other story that's got your attention is uh, this talk about bus passes. David Cameron has kind of... He's... Well... He was put on the spot a little bit on the Andrew Marr show. Turmoil over OAP benefits, front page of the Daily Mail. PM defies Cabinet to back fuel allowance and bus passes for middle class hours after hinting he'd have to axe them. Basically, David Cameron said, yep, we'll keep the bus passes, the fuel allowance, the TV licences for old people until the next election, then we'll talk about it. Well, uh, George Osborne and Ian Duncan Smith both say, well, yeah, we'll talk about it and we'll get rid of it. Isn't it time we got rid of these these treats for old people? 08459 455 555. Derek's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Derek. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. What do you think? Um, I, I, I came on because you made a statement earlier that bus, that bus companies are losing a fortune because of this. Yeah, um, they're not. They are getting the payment that from, from the tax. Um, so the the elderly people, the old people, old people like me, yep. um, get a free bus pass. We go on a bus, we get a ticket, and then the bus company gets the. So refund. The, the bus company gets the full price of that ticket from the government. Yeah, do they? Absolutely. Then Derek, I, I apologise and I, I appreciate you clearing that mess up. Thank yeah, you very much the, indeed. The other thing is that I, I have a tendency to agree with you. Oh. If you don't need it. Yep. Don't have it. I feel like we're giving Peter Stringfellow a hard time today, but he kind of fits the, the description. He's a multimillionaire. Well, it, it, he... Not only those, it's all these expats, these immigrants to Spain and, and Cyprus from the UK that are living in hot weather countries are yep. still getting that £100. Now, that is insane, isn't it? That has That's to absolutely stop. absolutely madness. So I'd stop that within a heartbeat. Derek, can I ask, how old are you? 68 in you, three weeks. Well, you've got a very young voice. Thank you very, very much. Very Do you mind being called an old person? We spoke to Lynn earlier, on, I, I think it was. I usually use a different phrase for myself, which I can't say on the phone. Oh, you're an, an old... OK, right, yes. Uh, is there anything... Probably we... not as extreme as you were going to use. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh an old git. I think we can just about get away with saying that. Uh, but do you... Uh, old people are old people. It's not an offensive description, is it? 
Well, it, it's not offensive. Um, it's... <clears throat> It, it, it's when you refer to groups like those people or your yep. people or them people and such like, and it becomes politically incorrect. It's yep. me, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it's, uh, the other thing I was going to say, it's not just the fact that it's, it's old people that get... I've, I've got a bus pass. I've how, had it for two and a half how years. How often I've, do you use it? I've used it about three times since I've had it. Right. Um, usually I, I, I have a tendency to use it when I have to go into the city centre at Milton Keynes, yep. and I know that I won't find a parking space. Mm. But generally, my wife and I go by car everywhere because we can afford to. Um, the other thing is, it's, it's not only old people that get subsidised. There are also subsidised bus routes running throughout the country. Um, where a bus route is needed to be run, but there's not enough profit for the bus company to run it, the taxpayer pays a subsidy for that bus to run. So people going to and from work, whilst they pay their £1, £1, £1.52, the route is subsidised by the taxpayer. Derek, I appreciate your call, and thank you very much for clearing up um, about how the bus passes are funded and how the travel, the journeys are funded. Fred's in Luton. Morning, Fred. Good morning, Ian. Fred, what would you like to say, sir? Uh, well, um, as one of them, I re- prefer to be respectfully called an elderly person. Why does the, the, the phrase old person offend you or sit uncomfortably with you? Well... <laughs> You're old, aren't With the greater respect, let's have an open chat. You are old, aren't you? So why would uh, old person... <laughs> yes, I suppose I am. I'm 92. Would that... <laughs> you're, you're very old, Fred. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very elderly. Very elderly. Why do, why do you prefer that difference? Why, why is elderly... Oh, it sounds more polite to yeah. me. You think old all. sounds a bit rude? More polite and respectful. That's how it sounds. Do me. you use your bus pass? Uh, yes. How often? Oh, uh, uh, six, eight times a week. <laughs> okay, and you get free TV license as well. Yes. Come on now, Fred. You know, you know that you don't deserve that free TV license. I, I, I don't know about that. Television is a is a luxury. It's not a necessity. I'm one of the people who uh, served to this country to retain our freedom. Yep. Yes. And so, I appreciate uh, the, the hard work you did, I, most I'm definitely. Li- I'm living off that. Okay. I was, Not I, li- I was in the Navy during that wonderful war. Well. And, uh, there we are. I respect you for all the hard work you've done for this country, Fred. Thank you very much. Cheers. Take care. Ta-ta. There we go. Fred is 92. He prefers to be called elderly as opposed to old. I wasn't aware that there was, um, that the... Elderly people, old people, were offended by that term. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Really? Does it upset you? I'm trying to think what terms will upset me. Lanky. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Middle age. Some texts here. Helen and Milton Keynes. I know people that own cars that use their bus pass instead of the car to save money, but they're in the minority. Ian's idea of twenty-five thousand pounds in the bank would not be used as a qualifier to receive certain benefit as it's based on income. Marion and Hemel says, Ian, people always use the example of a very rich person for stopping the bus pass. Does Peter Stringfellow actually go on a bus? If he doesn't, then he doesn't cost the taxpayer any money. Though I expect he pays more tax than you and me. Um, Janet says, I think no one should pay for a TV licence. Sorry? The money only goes to the BBC. All other programme providers have to fund themselves. So should the BBC. Get rid of the TV licence totally. Now... Janet, we'll have a discussion about TV licences in general um, uh, another day. 
because I'm a big fan of the TV licence, even before I worked for this huge lumbering dinosaur we called the BBC. I was a big fan of the TV licence. You pay for Sky. You get Sky, you pay for Sky. The cheapest package is going to cost you... Um, I think the cheapest package is 21 quid. That's going to cost you more than your TV licence. And you don't get anywhere near as much as you do with the BBC. But we'll talk about that another day, maybe, uh, uh, Janet, but thank you. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, the bus passes for ugly people. It's time we scrap them, isn't it? Well, no, not really. Oh, why? Uh, I, I, I live in a sheltered housing site, social housing. Yeah. My rent is £108 a week. Yes. Right. I've got a poor call a bar- system. A bargain. A poor call system of £10 a week. Yeah. And I've got a pay council tax weekly. Well, I work it out weekly. It's £22 a week because I pay three quarters because I lost my wife. So it's £140 a week. Now, you take the old age pension. You don't need to be a mathematical genius. You take the old age pension and work that into what I've just said. Yes. Now, I've got... It doesn't pay for food. It doesn't pay for heating. It doesn't pay for lighting. Now, where there's a time bomb building, the successive governments in the last six or seven years have put rents up by inflation plus two pounds. Now, compounding that up, they're now running into a time bomb. They're literally running into a time bomb because more and more people will need help. And and if you've not got a bus... I tell you, I watch people who were literally homebound. And when the bus passes came out, they took trips out. And not only did it do them good, but it did the retailers good as well. Because they went to different... Well, hang on. If they can't afford bus to go on a bus, they can't afford to buy things in a shop. No, but they do buy things generally. They buy household items, Socks. if you like, because they've got to. But if they've got a bus surgical pass... Surgical stockings. What, what a, they don't pay banana. for surgical... They don't pay for surgical Oh, that's stock. another freebie, is it? Well, that, uh, oh, that's National Health Service. But then again... In, Where's my money going? Well, NHS England it's going to. The, the Quango. That's a quango. No one's elected NHS England. So that's a quango. That's where your money's so, OK, Peter, the free TV licence for 75 and over, you have to agree that that is a folly and we should get rid of it immediately. Well, if you, do, if you don't really want any, any sort of humanity and civilization in your society, yes. OK, then fine, we'll get rid of it, Peter. Thank you very much indeed. Shirley's in Hitchin. Morning, Shirley. Morning. Shirley, what would you like to say? Right. Please don't keep calling television a luxury. Uh, I, what is it? Well, I'm amongst a lot of elderly people who can't get out. Yeah. Now, they listen to the news and they keep in touch with the world. How are they going to keep in touch with the world? Shirley. Right? Shirley. Now, listen. Shirley. No, let me have my say. Now, my husband has had a stroke, right? And I had to go away. Uh, he couldn't get out. Um, I couldn't find anyone that will get him a TV book. A TV book. Yeah, you know, so that he, he knew what was on television. The Radio Times. Other people have got their own lives to live. They haven't got time to run around after neighbours, right? I mean, television is the only contact that he has with the outside world. No, that's, that's wrong, Shirley. He has you. Yeah, well, I'm getting old as well. Yeah, but he's, mean, he has I, contact I, with you. Television, and I'm sorry, sorry about your husband's situation, but television 
is a luxury. No, it's not. Of no, course it's, it's, it is. What did we do? What did we do seventy years world. ago? What did we do seventy years ago? We didn't watch TV. It's a luxury. It's it's well, yes, if you can afford it, then have it. But to say it's a necessity, it's a right to have television. You should be phoning up Sky, getting them to give you Sky movies for free if it's a necessity. If it's a right. No, a basic television programme. I mean, we haven't got Sky or anything like that. And the other thing is, regarding the bus pass, now, I mislaid my bus pass, and I had to pay £5 to get a renewal. So, obviously, that covered the cost, right? So, £5. Now, a lot of these rich people that you're having a go about never use their bus pass anyway. Stringfellow again. You know, no, not only him, Alan Sugar. I mean, he probably never uses a bus pass. Now, the other day I was at the bus stop. Yes. There were six of us, and five of us were drivers, right? But because the fuel's so expensive, we use our bus pass, but we keep a car. I have to have a car because my husband's not mobile. Shelley, I've got to end it there. I got you, you got your point across. Thank you very much indeed. I, I do disagree strongly, though. Television is a luxury, Yes, it may play a more important role in some people's lives. It obviously plays a very significant role in uh, Shirley's husband's life. But, 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 I will not buy that television is a necessity. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 846. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A41 between Buckingham and Thornborough is closed because of a fallen tree and fallen power cables, so do expect delays in the local area there. In Lee Grave, the A505 is very slow up towards the M1 Junction 11 roundabout because a tanker has broken down. The A5 southbound slow between Kensworth and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the N25 anti-clockwise is still really struggling between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect have service suspended between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. It's coming up to 8.47. It's Monday, the 6th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford is to finally get a new bus station after years of false starts and delays. The Chancellor says a further £25 billion of spending cuts are needed before the deficit is eliminated and Britain returns to surplus. In football, Stevenage will face Premier League side Everton in the FA Cup fourth round. I'm looking at my screen. The phones have gone mentals. What have I just said? We'll find out after we get the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. We've still got the risk of some pretty heavy showers across the three counties for the rest of the day today. Perhaps a bit of thunder, some hail, heavy downpours and some squally winds making for difficult driving conditions. But there are lots of dry and bright spells in between, don't worry. A fairly brisk southwesterly wind for the rest of the day, gusting perhaps as high as 30 to 40 miles an hour. Throughout all of this, it is staying mild. Top temperatures 11 or 12 degrees Celsius, 54 in Fahrenheit. Uh, Now, the risk is that we'll see the showers become a bit more organised, a bit more frequent, perhaps heavy through this evening's rush hour, so likely to be a wet drive home for many of us today. Um, but it should be drier, I think, particularly towards northern areas by the time we get into the second half of the night. Temperatures down to between 7 and 9 degrees Celsius. So into tomorrow then, and another good scattering of showers, still that brisk southwesterly wind. Things should turn a bit quieter and a bit drier as well from midweek onwards. That's the forecast. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I've just been sent the most ridiculous email I've ever seen. Can I... Let me play this, and I'm going to read you... Stan, what on earth are you banging on about? If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. It's a chance to revisit the many spiritual beliefs of our friends and neighbours. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Sexy bell ringing. Is that... <laughs> to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and click on listen again. People didn't want him here. They didn't like Catherine. They spat on him, didn't they? They did. A matter of faith. bbc.co.uk slash three counties. An email from Stan. The subject is wrong, 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 wrong. Four wrongs, all in capitals. He's furious. Ian, you really are barking up the wrong tree. In 2014, TV is not a luxury. What really shocked me was when I went to a recent forum run by the Financial Ombudsman Service. Why'd you go there? They actually agreed that a large family could class Sky TV as a necessity as it was the only way to entertain the family. Basic TV is definitely a necessity. Best regards, Stan. Let me just read that again. The Financial Ombudsman Service, those guys are great fun agreed a large family could class Sky TV as a necessity... What? As it was the only way to entertain the family. Give those people a book token. That's insane! That's... It, it, that is a real... I'm, I'm speechless and I'm furious. Sky TV is most definitely a luxury. Basic package is £21 a month, OK? Uh, I know, I've got it. Uh, I won't I refuse to pay for any more. It's the only way to entertain a family. Those people shouldn't have kids. Get some books. Get We've been playing Snap all Christmas. We've been playing Snap. Get Connect Four. Go and play charades. Go out for a walk in the woods. Go and go into the local shops and go window shopping. There's so many more things you can How do. How about you talk to each other? Conversations! It's quite entertaining. What did you do today? What would you like to do tomorrow? What do you want to do in ten years' time? Should we go out? How about that? Stan, you've got me angry. Sky TV was a necessity as it was the only way to entertain a family. I found a new way to entertain a family this week. Oh, God. Not- face snap. Oh, OK. You what's played that? that? No, what's that? OK, so you've got three basic face snap positions. Yeah. Happy face. Oh. Sad face. Yeah. Funny face. Rock, scissors and paper for the face. It's that, yeah. yeah. So you do you hi- okay. your hand. OK, OK. So what the f- give, give me the three faces. Happy face, sad face, funny face. OK. And who wins? The, well, you both win. The person who shouts snap. OK. Like, Happy face. Sad face, funny face. OK. Let's recover your face. So one, two, three... Uh, no snap, I'm doing sad face. So, th- OK, have you got to say snap first, have you, and then you win? Yes, yeah, okay. like you would with snap. All right. Cards. One, two, three. Oh, funny face. Oh, I was doing a smile. I, I thought I was doing a funny face. No, you were just doing a smile. One, two, three. Oh, sad face. This could go on a bit. Okay, keep and going. it takes ages, it's great. Yeah, it was you can play in the back of a car, you can play anywhere. Face snap. We can't do it in the back of a car if you're driving. Well, you wouldn't be in the back of the car, would you? Well, it depends on you, your I know you've got long legs. <laughs> Nick's from Watford. Morning, Nick. Morning. Sky TV is a necessity. Well, I don't want to talk about Sky the TV. The only way to entertain the family. Nick, you're from the olden days. You must have entertained yourself oh, with a stick yeah, and a bit of wood. I'm one of them old gits that you was on about. Yes, we but love t- you lot. Uh, one thing is, in your grand scheme of things, of doing all these cutbacks, which the government seems to be doing, yes. squandering money elsewhere... Yeah. Um, 
Does family allowance come into that? Because I understand you've got two children, haven't you? I've got two children, yeah. Why do you get family allowance? I've I bet got... you earn over 25 grand oh, a year. Oh, I certainly I'm do, sir. I'm subsidising you. Yes, you are. Get, scrap it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a nonsense. It it's ridiculous. Scrap it. it. Well, that's where I think they ought to start first. Start from the bottom upwards. Oh, hang on. We had someone said we should start from the top downwards. No, now we start from the bottom, bottom upwards. upwards. Because you're in a position yeah. of privilege. I, well, uh, yes. Why and not? I think we should start with you people first. Take take away my child allowance. It's, it's a ridiculous nonsense. Yes, why, why is it... Uh, well, why don't you... What, do you draw it every month? Oh, too right. Why? Is it every month? Well, every week. I don't know. I haven't got kids It now. goes directly into the, the, the bank is, account. If you've had the pleasure of um, producing those children... Well, there was a very short pleasure, but yes, point taken. Your wife's had the pleasure of having the children and bringing them up with her. all the fun they bring in your life. The giving birth, I mean. Because you're always telling me what fun they bring in your life. It's a joy. It's a gift. You should be paying us for having them children. Sorry? What? You I should, should be, be paying because they're bringing you lots I of pleasure. I should be paying you. Yes, because I've got kids. Are you nuts? Yes, because they are bringing you more pleasure than they're bringing me. I, I have to stand in <laughs> queues. I stand in the supermarket with kids screaming. <laughs> 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 you might, Nick, you, Nick I, I get your point. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, do, I do. I think that the, the, the what's it called? Ch- ch- child allowance is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. How much is this? It's not. <laughs> All right, it's you. enough. It's it, enough. Isn't it's it? enough. If well, you if you were sure of a few quid, it would make a difference. We put it in the bank for the kids. It should be me, so I shouldn't be getting it. Of course not. Of course I shouldn't be getting it. Yeah, you're fine. Get rid of that for me. Uh, we've been talking about cleaning this morning. Kirsty Alsop, the lady, uh, has said on the front page of the Telegraph, women enjoy ironing. Women enjoy ironing. I, I kind of... I buy into this, Justin. I know my wife yeah. enjoys ironing. She finds it... It takes her into a zen, meditative, trance-like state where she feels mm. satisfaction and pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely, Ian. I think all women this morning, uh, secretly, they may not admit it, but they love doing the housework. It's a fact. Yeah. Absolute it, fact. Uh, you, you've spoken to people this morning, Justin. What, what have they had to say? Yes, um, just to prove this, Ian, I've taken this one to the streets, and uh, here's what happened. Linda, you look like the sort of lady who loves doing the housework. I'm correct, aren't I? Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah. What do you love about it so much? Um... Nice and clean. You feel better, don't you, if you've got a nice, clean home. So you can get into it. It's very energetic. It's lovely. Come on, Maury. Help me out here. You love it as well. I don't mind it, but if I had a cleaner, yeah, that'd be fine. I certainly wouldn't um, give it up, give something else up for cleaning. Definitely not. Kirsty also saying that that when you're doing the ironing, you find it therapeutic. Would you go along with that? Well, to be honest, that's not one of my best, best ones. It isn't, no. So, um, so what do you enjoy doing the most? Oh, I love washing. I, um, changing beds, the freshness of things. Beautiful. Hoovering. Yeah. I know it sounds ridiculous, doesn't no, no, it? We, we need but, more women like you. No, I don't mind it. I just yeah. love knowing that, you know, once you've done it, you feel like you've done something and you can chill out and have a nice cup yeah. of tea and a biscuit. You're very, very special. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. Bron, good morning. Happy New Year. That's the first thing. Uh, we're looking for ladies this morning who enjoy doing the housework. To be fair, pretty much all women enjoy doing the housework. You enjoy it, don't you? I do enjoy it. Well, within moderation. What do you enjoy? <laughs> what do you enjoy? What's the satisfaction from doing the housework? I think at the end of the day, you know, you know, if you've got somewhere you can welcome guests into because it's tidy, it's clean, you know, it always makes you feel good. 
Uh, during the ironing, just lastly, uh, Kirsty also says that uh, she finds it therapeutic. Do you find that therapeutic? Not in particular, no. That's one thing I can't stand doing, ironing. <laughs> you enjoy the rest. OK, thank you so much. Take care. <laughs> no problem, you too. It's, it's great to know that you, if you meet a stranger or meet anybody, you can invite them home so that they can come in to something clean, tidy, yep. warm and welcoming. Absolutely, and you know what? I, I am sick of this gender stereotyping in this country. You know, us men, we're not like to, we're not meant to like rom-coms. Okay, I like rom-coms, and oh. the BBC kind of outlawed these sexist phonies back in 1983. We are bringing them back this morning, well, and we well, are bringing them well, back with pride. Well, well, hang on, Justin, I need to distance myself <laughs> from that outrageous claim that you're making. I am not bringing back a sexist phone-in with pride. Oh. I, oh, oh, can I just say, by the way? I, I was listening on Saturday, as you know, I was in the building. Mm. Uh, Tony Blackburn followed by Justin Dealey. It's the dream pairing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's a fantasy, absolute fantasy radio. That oh, I bet you've, I bet you've got it where he um, announces your name. That's your ringtone, isn't it? Uh, yeah, funny you should say that, but uh, yes, it is actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I'm not, and we're not doing a sexist phone. I just genuinely think that, that, that we are genetically programmed to enjoy certain things, yes. and m- more women than would care to admit get satisfaction out of ironing and cleaning and loading the dishwasher and cooking their man their supper. It's absolutely true. Do you know how many men say, it's Sunday, I've got to go and wash the car, I'm going to dread this, this is absolutely terrible. Deep down, they love it. Well, I, I, I always go and pay a fellow in a garage to do mine. Oh, right, OK. I got that one wrong there. You, 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 you did get that one. Anyway, yeah. listen, right, now we've got time. We'll, we'll, yeah. Before the show ends. So... 1969, this singer called Rodriguez. Uh, no, I'm going to do it. Yes. This is searching for Sugar Man. Let me Can't do we it. Talk about Shack Attack. What about Shack Attack? Shack Attack every single year released an album in Japan, which is much more interesting than Rodriguez. What was their hit? Well, Nightbirds. Great tune. How does it go? Where's well, the tune? I can do Down on the Street. Down on the Street. Right. Down. They were huge back in the 1980s. Okay. Massive. Is it a new every album they release in Japan every year? Every of single year. New material. In Japan. New material every single year. In the UK, uh, yes, they've got people who like their stuff from the right. 80s, but in okay. Japan, there's so a new album every year. Okay. So, in 1969, a singer yeah. called Rodrigo. Oh, nuts! <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Buckingham and Thornborough, the A421 is closed because of a fallen tree and fallen power cables. The A5 southbound slow going between Kensworth and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M40 southbound looking busy approaching the M25 junction. And on the M25 itself, anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, lots uh, more happening tomorrow. I've set Kelly Betts some homework today. She'll be going home and ironing some clothes and reporting back tomorrow on how good she feels before, during and after. She's going to prove my point for me and it's going to be wonderful. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Don't forget, you can still download the podcast on iTunes or the 3CR website. Tim's up next. Until tomorrow at six from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, good morning. Thank you, Ian. It is the JVS Show. I'm Tim Wheeler, standing in for Jonathan